you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as k Friend. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in a zone. Time is slipping away from me. My soul has just slipped away. Dustin, what is wrong with you? (laughs) That was a little selection, a live selection, a live rendition of Casey and JoJo singing uh, the lyric Time Keeps Slipping Away from Me. Wow. Uh, and as spring continues to <laughs> beat in sprung, I think it's important to keep in mind moving forward that it's always your job to prioritize the things and that are going on in the happenstance in your life. Oh, my God. And once upon a time, there was a prophetess by the name of Sweet Brown <laughs> who ever so eloquently and poignantly, okay, told us that ain't nobody got time for that. As with all things, there's been evolution, there's been growth, and there's been progression. So now instead of saying I ain't got time for that, the new hashtag and what we're saying now is time Ah. keeps slipping away from me. When you have an encounter with someone (laughs) who is presenting you an adversity, a challenge, something that just simply is none of your damn business, you know what you can tell them? Time is slipping away from me. Hashtag time is slipping away from me. And with that being said, and most importantly, understood. I'm still down right now. Welcome to the Friend Zone. Your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because truthfully, who in the hell or the Haley family wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Casey and Jojo Haley. The way yeah. JoJo came in at the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> But why? <laughs> why? How did that happen? I'm drive by. <laughs> He's even away from. <laughs> wow. Oh yes, I'm telling you. What is that commercial? There's I a just, commercial. I can't do this today. There's a commercial that's playing. And I can't think of what the fuck the product is, but in the background, it's like the melody of uh, uh, "All My Life," mm-hmm. but it's not like it's like a I can't think like of, a kids' like Bob version. No, it's like the it's just the melody playing in the background. It's like a toilet paper commercial or some shit, and it's and it's like. <laughs> 
Well, toilet paper is something you have to deal with all your life. And like that's that's Casey and JoJo. Like, what? Like I, you I know what? If they know. The that's end, bona fide alignment. By the time we get to my Stop segment, it. you you gonna figure it out. I have somebody who well they were smoking too, so I don't know if they gonna look. No. <laughs> it's for the way from me. To your point, see. You Sorry, Brandon had to. <laughs> Sorry, friend, I couldn't help it. I just had to. <laughs> Please start the show. <laughs> so, hey, friend. <laughs> What's going on, friend? How, how was your weekend? <laughs> look, look, and you know what happened literally this weekend? <laughs> Daylight savings time. And shout out to an early Did it shout out y'all? to Carrie's Corner because that's where that clip resurfaced. Oh, my God. Carrie, Carrie why are you so funny? And it's Carrie. He actually posted that in conjunction with Daylight Savings Time. Happy there belated birthday, Carrie. Yes. It's his birthday Pisces. all month long. Yes. Wait, not all month. Sorry, Carrie. Uh, uh-oh. True, true. <laughs> He's going to get bombed. It's Carrie's Caddy Corner this week because you know he's going to be turned. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's Carrie's Caddy Corner for real, for real. Okay. Funny. How are your weekends, though? How was your weekend, friend? Yeah, I want to know about your shit. You know, you came in here, you know, jump, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been good. Just the same thing, working because uh, we have Friend Zone, the tour coming out soon. And yes, then we do. We are, oh, by the way, the friendzonelive.com. Make sure you get your tickets. Atlanta yes. sold out, but. Chicago and LA still need tons of love, so make yep. sure you grab your tickets soon. We'll see you there. All the VIPs are sold out, um, and then my tour site is launching in a call in like two weeks. Yeah, yes. so you know I gotta make sure all that is is situated before it launches, so that everything runs smoothly. I'm excited about it, but that's kind of where my head right with ease. with ease. Y'all know how I do. What about you, Dustin? You know my weekend was really good. Um, I worked a lot. And I got a lot of stuff done. I rearranged some things in my room. Oh, yeah. I yes. had my clothes put Spring up. cleaning. Yeah, I moved. I really didn't even, it wasn't so much that I even necessarily was focusing on the cleanliness. It was the arrangement, not the arrangement. The, <laughs> the apostrophe arrangement. That's what it was. <laughs> I just needed to move some shit around. I was tired of bending down to get certain shit, and having to move, to get on a step stool to get other. I just needed to organize <laughs> yes. my business. An easeful living. Easeful, friend. Mm-hmm. Easy like a spirit, easy spirit. You remember Easy Spirit shows? Yes. Yes. They're still around, aren't they? I don't know, but I might have to give me some and make them cool again. Everybody wearing them thick bottom ass Balenciaga sneakers. I'm finna give me some Easy Spirits, some nursing home shoes. Let's do it. Yeah. Asante, I know you had a busy weekend, (laughs) sir, because you were having. A lot going on recently. Man. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of time slipping away from me, I was literally looking at the clock with Crystal Jean right there next to me. And it went when it from changed? 1.59 to 3 a.m. <laughs> because we all looked at each other and said, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, damn, this is some bullshit. I started cursing and everything. Like, what was I really going to do with that extra hour? Right. Like, how was I going to waste Because it wasn't it? sleep. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. I was playing my video game at the time, so it would have been just an extra hour of that. But it's like two more boards. <laughs> or worlds, is it now? I don't know video games speak. Well. <laughs> I don't know video of, bionics. <laughs> uh, look, a little bit of both, actually, depending on what game you're playing. Am I right? <laughs> no games here. Am I right? <laughs> but, yeah, actually, my weekend was super, super busy. Um, I flew out to D.C. 
Like, and I ran like a chicken with my head cut off to the airport because my Uber driver had got a ticket. <gasps> so he was driving extra slow. So then I had to go what? all the way. He got a ticket before he picked me up. So he was like, yeah, man, I'm just going to speed limit. I said, everybody's passing you. Oh, no. Went Today's not slow, the day to start that, brother. Plane started boarding at 220. I put up at the airport at 230. <laughs> Ran by everybody in security. You know, like, excuse me, I have to go. My board, plane's boarding. Thank you. Bye. Like, got all the way through. Then I had to take a damn jitney, a bus. From, he said a jitney. That's what it said. It said jitney. I was like, what the fuck is the jitney? And I go outside, <laughs> and there's a bus waiting for me to take me, to drive me around the tarmac to the other side of the terminal oh, where my damn plane was. And I had to run to get to the damn thing. Mm. Plane took off at 3. I got to the terminal at 2.49. Stop it. Kid you not. <laughs> it was Caught crazy. that plane like mono. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But you caught that flight, Dan. I sure did. Okay, you took your <laughs> seat. You the, took your the seat. Clear and uh, TSA check. What is it? TSA pre-check helped you out. Huh? No, it did not because Clear was not at that terminal. Oh shit! It was pre-check, and everybody. Oh, because of the um, construction bastards, <laughs> <Yes>. yo. <laughs> but time did not spoil me because I made that flight. I said I'm not gonna miss. <laughs> There's nothing worse than missing something by like moments. Ugh. If I would have mm. missed it by 30 minutes, 45 an hour, fine. But you mean to tell me I'm like here at five Whole to seven, day just ten minutes shifted because of that? And I got a knife wait. twisted Fuck in your back. Shit. But it's great. I'm gonna have a great week. You mm-hmm. know, I'm turning thirty. I'll be in Atlanta. Yay! Thank you. I've been working on my show. If I were rapper.com for the second show, tickets are selling. You know, come get them. Come get with your boy. Come play the games. Yay. We're about to do it. We're about to get live. It's about to be fun as hell. DJ Queen of Spades will be spinning all the jams. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. In Atlanta, look out for us because we'll be terrorizing your yes. area all weekend. We will be in the I'm city. excited. It's going to be a blast. Right? I love that. If you see me out, buy me a shot. Cute. We'll let y'all know where we are the day of. <laughs> Friend Maybe. will. Because hey. I'm, I'm thinking about who's coming out. Because like, I, I know, know y'all all going to be like, no, you won't. Won't. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So on last week's episode, we had an we had an episode. Hello. Yes, we did. That's what happens. Titled The Missing Pillars, where we discussed the, the pillars of success, according to a couple of different studies I pulled up, but also based on our experiences with alignment, with our core beliefs, self-motivation, and self-discipline. You guys love the episode. You guys had so much feedback. It was so awesome to read. And as always, you had a ton of things to share. So who stood out to you, Asante? So I would like to give a special shout out to Lakila, or it might be Lakelia. Excuse me, it's L A K E L L I A. So I'm thinking Lakelia. 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 Pretty name. Exotic name, spelled beautifully. It looks beautiful in font. Anyway, the subject says, "Let me tell y'all." Good morning, friends. My name is Oh Lakelia. Okay, see, but people call me Key. I just would like to say that the Missing Pillars episode was right in my alignment. This week, I was an emotional wreck over my ex-boyfriend and my father's lack of seeing my worth. I constantly cried over how I couldn't understand how they couldn't understand my worth. It was like, I am this great and giving girlfriend to my ex-boyfriend and daughter to my father. But why aren't they seeing it and treating me as such? But after Frank confirmed that hurt people hurt people, I realized their perception or lack of perception was because they didn't know their worth, so how could they see my own? Amen. My, mm. my father's father, my grandfather, didn't like him and really didn't want anything to do with him. That's exactly how my father treats me. I have realized he doesn't know how to be a father because his father's lack of being a father. Still no excuse, but I cannot dwell in that space with him, so I blocked him. The same goes for my ex-boyfriend. 
His mother and grandmother would constantly tell him that I deserved better and that they didn't understand why I was with him. Now I understand why he felt like the black sheep in his family. He didn't feel worthy of himself and didn't feel worthy to have me either. So like my father, he's black too. Now I want to trash those perceptions that I am not worthy because they can't see my worth and surround myself with God and others who do. Thank you so much, friends. Oh, mm. that just made my night. Yes, that's the work. That's she got the it. work. Literally, so freeing once you start taking off the collection of perceptions. Ooh, Ooh. freeing. Okay. So, oh, I'm gonna actually dip into Dustin's Twitter streets. You know, we always got room for you in these streets. <laughs> so, saying Kofa fifty two said, "Alignment is the whole kit and caboodle, friend." I worked for years as a teacher, AP, in no-excuses schools that oppressed my students, staff, and families. I worked hard but had no joy. Now I work just as hard to liberate those stakeholders and literally skip to work now. Thank Mm. you. The importance didn't mean that she wasn't supposed to continue working in that field, but she just had to figure out how to modify it to feel better so Mm. that she can be in better alignment with her craft. Love it. You guys are so awesome. What about you, Dustin? What did you find in these Twitter streets? I find it so funny that she was skipping to work. You know you got to be in a good mood to skip. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid and you would have, like, relay races where you had to skip. After a while, your feet would be hurt from that mm-hmm. the impact when you're skipping. That's a lot on the ball of your foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she doing that every day on the way to work. <laughs> baby girl got feet of steel. Hope she ain't wearing no heels. Baby, she probably is. She probably wearing the hell out of them too. Then, then they Showing definitely up looking good. Look, skipping in enough in heels, they definitely some okay, red bottoms. Dunk on you in the red bottom. Bloody shoes. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anywho, I already see this episode. So in these streets, I want to give a shout out to Miss Chris. That's C R Y S two three X who uh, tweeted referencing your call to action for what they thought the lyrics were last week. Oh, my God. She tweeted, (laughs) um, according to Life's song, Must Be Nice. Oh, my God. Her mom said, the song says, even when your hustling days are gone. Mm -hmm. You know how it sounds, right? Yeah. Even when Mm -hmm. your hustling days are gone. She thought, well, she said that her mom said, the song says, even when your husband's legs are gone. (laughs) Even when your husband's legs <laughs> are gone. Yeah, and I fell out. <laughs> I fell out. I fell out. Wise words quoted from my homeboy, Funny <laughs> Julius. Funny Julius is a huge supporter of the friend zone, so shout out to you, Julius. What up, but Julius? he tweeted something very poignant. He said, I don't get y'all, and I'm not supposed to. Okay. So let me put myself in check. <laughs> oh. When I tell you that's a tattoo. Julius. Okay. Amen. Bible. Scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. I like that. I also want to give a shout out to April underscore Riles, who said, just like Dustin, I needed to buy something last minute. Couldn't find what I was looking for. Broke down and thought, maybe I'll find something at H&M. Walked mm-hmm. in, and I'm not going to judge you, and not heard the all. music, and that was all I needed from the ancestors to turn around. Now, I want to let you guys hear what was playing really quick, because oh, she took no. video. <laughs> Are you serious? Stop! She really walking out too. <laughs> get out! Get out! Like, oh, get, 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 
get out, get out of here. As soon as you walk in, I'm telling you. Alignment. Look, you alignment. And that's real because when I walk into places and I be hearing like Beyonce or someplace, I be okay, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I, I, Listen, songs talk to you, okay? Do. Listen to what they're telling you when you walk into places. Align. Message. One more, one more wise tip I want. One more great positive tweet that I want to highlight comes from the Kitchenista, Angela Davis. Yes. I love the Kitchenista. Right. That <laughs> good ass. That food be looking so goddamn good. You can smell daughter. it through the phone. Oh, her daughter is so cute. So cute. Yeah. And be throwing down that, you know, that's a good eating child. <laughs> you know, all her test results at Dr. B levels good. You no, hear me? You She's healthy. Eating okay. fresh food from the table, of. okay? Woo, yes. Should we all be so Ooh, lucky? Lucky, because when I tell you her mama cooks. Anyway, the tweet says, pro tip, it's okay to give positive feedback without also informing people why you personally don't rock with it. Quote, it's pretty, even though I hate lipstick. Quote, looks so good, but I don't eat meat. Amazing, except I'm allergic. Why not just stop after the compliment? Hey, now. Makes a lot of sense, right? Ooh, not on Sometimes the internet. Sometimes you know. <laughs> All right, two more quick tweets. Two more quick tweets. One comes from actually the bottom of the barrel, Taco Bell. And it says, uh, I'm just playing because I'm totally finna go get this. I want some nacho fries. Why did they tweet? Which that confused nacho me fries. when I read that. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck? But they were fries with like the Dorito nacho. Oh, like dust on it? Yeah, but then they have they come with a cheese dipping sauce. I was like, this might be too much. But then I it saw somebody like a lot. Like, this looks good. Yeah, the mushy consistency of that potato with that cheese might be enough to send me over the edge. But I like a baked potato with cheese in it, too. So I was like, oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, delicious. <laughs> like a cheddar potato. So Taco Bell tweeted we turned your favorite skittles flavor into a drink wait grab a skittles strawberry freeze today (gasps) is it they then took the red skittles (gasps) flavor and made a slushy drink tonight i I don't know how i feel i know exactly where there is i'm going to get one did you have it already i want one oh i was like i'm going to get it tonight i I thought you were saying it was good i know where there's a taco bell kfc i will be indulging in another reba mcintyre special along i'm so tired of seeing her as the colonel (laughs) at first i was like she's the new colonel at kfc and the problem is this i'm all for i swear to god in heaven all jokes aside no friend we're not on everything i love friend you know we would not lie to you like that rachel don't so braid a hair she was. Over. She was. And did you and see the receipts Reba coming McIntyre in? McIntyre is the colonel. Reba McIntyre is the colonel, baby. And the thing about it is, <laughs> it's if they when they show her as the colonel in costume, she looks uh, gorgeous. And just let her be the colonel. She but she like pulls it up. Yeah, she's a fine colonel. Softens it up just enough. Stop Fran, it. She really is. Damn, the my phone is messing up, so I can't. Uh-uh, don't give it up. So anyway, like. The problem is that they show her, like, she removes the mask in the commercial. So you see Reba as Reba. Just give me Reba as the colonel. Seeing them both irritates me because I can't feel settled. Wait, does she turn into him? No, like no, no look. Him. <laughs> she starts out as the colonel. Oh, I thought, like, when and she then... takes the mask off, it's the guy again. No, it's her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, okay, I can't. See what I mean? Like, when she was just the colonel, it was cool, right? <laughs> so, like, why did you do that? Like, I just, just give they me the colonel. They must have paid her something crazy to do that, right? Reba McIntyre is the colonel. <laughs> but you know, white people don't really care. Well, I think about all, I fuck with Reba. I think about Lisa Renner when she used to be the diaper lady and shit. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> but Reba's so huge. I mean, yeah. she's an icon. They're probably loving oh, it. Oh, for sure. But anyway... um, 
So yeah, so how do we get on Reba from? Because oh, it was the KFC, KFC Taco Bell. That's what it was. But anyway, I'm going to get that drink. And so the last tweet that I have um, is from Sterling K. Oh, that's this is the name <laughs> she the name she picked. Oh, they like, be giving me all the time with that. Sterling, like I be thinking like, oh my god, Big Frida just. And it's like it's not Big Frida. <laughs> that's what this person's name is. Sterling K. Michelle Obama. <gasps> <laughs> Banana Fofana Brown. Her Twitter handle is at Bera underscore Boo. And she follows. Sterling K. Michelle. Yes. She tweeted, I have never related to I'm Dustin dead. more than when he asked if he can watch Push at night from last week's episode. <laughs> and... We'll talk more. We'll get there. From, we ain't look, there we, yet. We're not there yet. We, but we'll get there. On that note, <laughs> and that's the end of my tweet to these streets. That note. Let's start this week's episode because so if you haven't watched uh, the Push by Darren Brown on oh. Netflix or Compliance on Hulu, you should probably pause this because we are going to do spoilers. The entire we're going to spoil all of it, but we give you guys a whole week to so. join us. So pause it and then come back. So that you can join us. Okay, so <laughs> why do we even start? Compliance. Um, first of all, let's just go into the psychology of it before. And then you guys can give a rundown of what you experienced. I'm scared. I hope don't nothing touch my legs right now. <laughs> so there's a website called verywellmind.com. And it says, in psychology, compliance refers to changing one's behavior due to the request or direction of another person. It asks, have you ever done something you didn't really want to do simply because someone else, someone else asked you to? Or maybe buying something after being persuaded by a pushy salesperson or even trying a particular brand of soda after seeing a commercial endorsement featuring your favorite celebrity? examples of what is known compliance what influence does it have on our social behavior and what factors impact compliance so we watched this show this series on netflix called the push by darren brown which touched on this idea of compliance and how your peers and people around you authority figures people with status how they can really influence you to do things that maybe intuitively you don't want to do or you feel you can feel it kind of kick up in you like this ain't right but I mean, you, you should <laughs> okay but you still do it and why is it why is it that people do things like that against their own nature mm. because the thing is the difference between obedience and compliance obedience is usually like an authority figure and there's some type of repercussion mm -hmm. but the interesting thing about compliance is that it's simply a request, and you have the option to decline or refuse. It's always available to you, but people still don't do it. So let's get into it. Dustin, you want to give a rundown of oh the push? God. Okay. So um, <laughs> so basically, the push was a social experiment that was designed by um, a team of scientists, friends. Psychologists, psychologists. scientists. Right, a, a team that spent quite some time studying the effects of influence on different types of people in right. different ways, especially when you. Well, anyway, so they got they went through and screened all of these people and narrowed it down to was it forty people that they narrowed it down to? I don't even. They remember. narrowed it down to a small group, like mm -hmm. maybe like twenty five people. Right, and 
they brought them all in and they thought that they were auditioning for something, correct? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that they did, the first tactic they used, when they brought the group in, they set them down in a row of chairs um, and there was a first, so they walked in, all of these, everyone was actors except for the subjects of the test in the entire situation. So everybody from the workers at the facility to the guests at the gala that they threw to the guests of honor at the gala, everyone were paid actors. So this really went off seamlessly. So when the, when the test subjects walked into the audition room, there were already people there waiting to be seen that were holding scripts. And there's also a random bell ringing, right? And just at weird times. So every time the bell would ring, the group of people would either stand or sit, depending on what the position they were in prior to that. And so the test subjects were walking into the space not knowing that the bell meant to stand or sit. They just knew that they walked into a room and all of the people who were already in the room were either standing or sitting, not looking at each other, talking to each other about the choice to stand or sit or anything. You just heard this bell, and every time you heard a bell, people would either stand up or sit down in um in synchronization, right? Like everybody either stood or stood or stand, stood or stand, stood or sat <laughs> at the same time when the bell rang. So it was crazy because as the test subjects were coming in, some people, really, or everybody except for everybody one person, right? Everybody except for one, yeah. Um, they got up. They would. They started following suit. No one told them to do it. Nobody said. None of the other people that were even there doing it told them to join them. These people just knew they were walking into an audition space and that the other people who they assumed were there for the same reason were doing this behavior. So they joined and started doing it too. Now, me personally, I walk in a room and it's a bell. It was one of them diner. Bing, pick up. It was one of them bells. <laughs> and every time it would ring, everybody would stand or sit. That's crazy to me. Like, I wouldn't so, walk. But legit. Okay. Let's friend, be honest you know here. Me. Okay. But listen, it's an audition. Mm hmm. Because I think that's the part where, because I thought about it. I was like, if it was like a doctor's office Mm -hmm. or a waiting room somewhere random and someone was, you know, pressing a bell and people were randomly standing up and sitting, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't do it just because I don't know why they're doing it. So why would I just join in? Right. But if it's an audition, my mind might trick me to think that this was part of the process, mm. the audition process. You the, know what I mean? To kind of, I do. So I would, I know that I would get fucked up, and that's where I think they got fucked up too, because it was that feeling of, what if this is part of it, and it's like a test of some sort? Should I be sitting down, or should I be standing up and mess with me? So Just I don't taking really that know. one little weakness and exploiting it. Yeah, because I think that's the element of that kind of made it. Hard, harder to say that I wouldn't have stood up with the See, rest I, of the you group. You know, I've been thinking about this. Like, while I was watching it, and since I've watched it, I cannot stop thinking about any of this. I know, because so it I makes thought, you wonder about your nose. What would you do? Yeah, and, like and how strong you your nose. On, exactly, friend. But I feel like, if I see these people getting up and sitting down over and over again, I would feel like somebody had. Inst- I really was thinking, like, well, damn, nigga, would you be hitting up and sitting down too? <laughs> you but really I think would, you wouldn't? The reason why is because I would know that somebody had told them to do that, and I wouldn't be able to figure out what the criteria was. Because when you audition, sometimes they have all the tall people do this, whatever, right. or maybe they all have the same. Who knows? I would know there was some reason, and that somebody had instructed them to. So when I audition. My mindset is like, don't fuck up the process, don't rock the boat, don't tip the boat over. So I, so I would have just sat there until somebody told me what to do. 
Right. I feel like that. Some stuff I would have did that, like, them, the vegans, well, you can go ahead, friend. No, 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 keep going. Okay. So they do that or whatever. I can't remember how. Somebody came in, I think, and introduced themselves to the guy at that point, right? Well, no, this is a completely, because it was separate experiments. Oh, that was a separate experiment? These are, it was four. Remember, it was the bell was one, the the baby in the, the carriage in the restaurant. Oh, yes. I wouldn't yes. have did that. So, okay, so he was the Sorry, baby one. Him. So that was the bell one, and then the baby carriage one. There was a man in a cafe, and so the social experiment experiment was to try to get him to, to take, take someone's baby. So they called the cafe and said that they were the police and told him that there was a woman in there who had stolen a child and that they needed him to help them. So they told the man mm-hmm. to tell her she had a phone call, mm-hmm. and he did it. He goes and tells her, and then they start instructing him to take the baby out of the cafe. <laughs> And he starts walking out with this woman's baby, not knowing if it was really the police calling, if she was really a criminal. He's just doing as he's told. With a baby. With a baby. And then while he's walking out, he literally tells the guy, I feel so crazy doing this. I'm walking out with someone's baby. baby. I yelled at the TV. I said, you look crazy, too. (laughs) And he walked out with it and literally walked down the street to give it to this you know, quote unquote, cop, mm. and then he got busted with the experiment because they were like, "You just took someone's baby, and all we did was call the cafe and tell you to, that we were cops." And he felt, he felt nuts. <laughs> he was like, "And that's the thing about compliance with authority figures that gets a little bit tricky." But it's because people don't ask questions. You got to ask questions. And he felt it intuitively. He was like, "This ain't right." But why did he go against his better judgment? And in psychology, I was reading a lot of studies. People say that for whatever reason with authority figures, the average person will do that. They'll go against their better judgment just because they're being told to do something by an authority figure. But then on the other side with the Bell experiment, that wasn't even authority figures. That was just trying to fit in with the the Mm -hmm. masses. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be the oddball out. So what are you willing to do to fit in with the, the larger crowds? And there was another experiment that I saw. It wasn't on the push, but as I was reading more studies um, and trying to understand, like, what are the factors that influence compliance and obedience? There was a study where they had uh, the same thing. They had a set of actors (laughs) in a room and they told the, the young man to pick the longest lines like they drew a bunch of lines on a piece of paper and they told him to pick the longest lines. But first they asked the actors to do it first. So the actors kept picking the short lines, all of them. They all picked the short lines and guess, and they said up to like 75% of the study will always go with what the other actors were picking as the long lines just to fit in. Wow. Even though in their better judgment, clearly you see it visibly those are the short lines that are being picked, but they will pick that because everyone else did. I say it all the time. People will roll you like some dice if you let them. <laughs> That's why you got to think for yourself. But there's will, ooh, there's so much more. Ain't that something? So, okay, let's get into the push. You mean that compliance? Was, well, yeah, that's a bigger oh, one. Oh, oh, oh. I mean the push because that's the bigger experiment in Yeah, you just explained that. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm catching up now. Yeah. So Asante <laughs> didn't watch that. He watched compliance and Dustin watched uh the push. So whew. I watched them both. 
I did. I did them both. I was on my Phaedra shit because <laughs> I was so my nerves were so shot. Number one, I couldn't sleep, so I was like, well, I might as well stay on and watch the rest of it. So explain to people what okay. the, the actual push was. Basically, the push was these people manipulating a person, starting off in very subtle ways gradually increasingly more and more aggressively to do something in the end game they were going to try to convince the person to literally push a person off of a bal- off of a rooftop off the edge of a rooftop and and in it was it three hours what was the time i think it was yeah because it was just an event yeah it was it, a charity i remember how they, they kept counting down like mm-hmm. 37 seven minutes to the push so you could see you could watch it speeding up like the um, the aggressiveness of it. So anyway, they started by manipulating. They started months earlier by uh, this guy applied for a job, right? Mm-hmm. And they met with him. It was a phony job. They meet with this guy, <laughs> tell them that they own <laughs> these companies right? or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then like two months later, I think it was, they invite him to a gala event to meet with a billionaire investor or something like that. And so he knew he had to make a good and leave a good impression. Um, and so, whew, so anyway, so he shows up at the event, he shows up at the event and the guy that he had been dealing with or talking to or whatever was basically like his guide for the time that he was at the event. Right. And, and he started off by telling him that he needed his help that day in like the logistics of the event because something had messed up, I think it was, or whatever. So the guy, because he's eager for this deal to work out, you know what I mean? He's like, okay, basically like let me just go along with the flow so that I can stay in a good mo- good place with this these people and get what I want in the end. Yeah, and he wants so, to impress them. He wants to impress them. So the first thing that they get him to do that is unethical, they were they told him that they were rushing to get the hors d'oeuvres ready for the guests that were about to arrive at this gala. Mm. And so they had to mark these. They looked like pizza rolls, but I can't remember what they were. They, did look- <laughs> they didn't look like pizza rolls. <laughs> Shout out to pizza rolls. I still miss them. <laughs> and you put a little lorries on them. Anyway, so <laughs> they were some one pan was vegan, one pan wasn't. So they well, it was supposed to be that way, but because they were running behind with whatever with the food or whatever, they had to put them out. So they were placing vegan flags. <laughs> In the whatever the piece of food was that actually did have meat in it, mm-hmm. and the guy asked him to go ahead and do it. And so they was first he was a little pushback. I can't do that, whatever. But he did it. He went ahead and put the flags in the thing and put them out as if they were vegan and they weren't. So now they're be, he's beginning to like you know take direction from the other guy or whatever. The next thing that they did was uh, what was the next thing that the next. Um, the next thing that they made him the next do. next compliance. The next compliance. Well, that's when he met the billionaire, the billionaire investor. Guy. And he got sick. Yes. And had a heart attack. Right there. Right. Like, they were having a conversation. And it was, like, an older gentleman. And they're talking. And the older gentleman sort of, like, started feeling sick in the back. And all of a sudden, he just collapses. And when they check his pulse, they're like, he's dead. Right. The mm. guy is telling him he's dead. Obviously, this is all acting. And so the guy starts freaking out, and then the next compliance was the guy telling him, help me put him in a box. In this box, because the event was (laughs) about to start. So, okay, so look. And he did it. He helped him put the man in a box. Because. That's where I would have stopped. I I know myself. 
What ain't nobody called an ambulance? Well, I wouldn't even have switched the food, obviously, I was because why would I do that? Because that would mess my shit up, and then everyone else's and get people sick. I wouldn't do that. So that would have been a big no. And as soon as you tell me to help you put a body in a box, there's sorry. no way. Because, because why? Why can't we call the ambulance? He wanted, which is what I would have said too. Why can't we? Like, and I would have ran event. out. But because this guy was so <laughs> pressed to get this deal going and to go through, because it was a charity it was event, a charity they didn't want to miss out on the money and just kind of keep it going. Yep, the guests were arriving, so the guy put all this pressure on the subject of the experiment by making him feel like he had to move this body in this box he and reported to the ambit call the authorities later because they couldn't interrupt this event that was about to take place. And then they go into the event and sit down mm-hmm. and the next compliance that he asks of him is to pretend, pretend to be the guy and say a speech. And he really goes up there and reads the entire speech pretending to be the billionaire investor that he had just put in a box. I mean, so it just keeps going and going, and he continues to participate in everything that the mentor is asking him. Everything from taking the guy out of the box, yep. putting him on a staircase mm. so that they can pretend that he fell. Yeah, what? Remember like, he asked him to kick him. <laughs> he asked yep. him to kick him because he's like he needs to be bruised up a little bit so the fall oh, looks a little God. more natural, and he kicks him. Mind you, shout out to the special effects team. They created basically like a weekend at Bernie's, like dummy dead body. <laughs> right, thing. so that it looked realistic. Yeah, and they were saying how it was the most like um, detailed makeup or special ever. effects makeup ever to create like a corpse. It was like so lifelike, so even the life-like. weight, the density of. Anyway, wow. so all that happens. He's basically, and it, what was really tripping me out, friend, was like he kept on assuming responsibility in the situation. It was, it was like he was. He was. He felt like he was a part of what whatever had happened, which he really was, but not the way he was acting. Like he was acting like he couldn't. He had to make sure that this story went over and they got away with this to make sure. But that's the part went that right. was killing me the whole time. Like all I kept thinking was, why are you inserting yourself deeper and deeper into this death? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are the you fuck? not? Why would you kick someone, put him, now your fingerprints are all over him. All of that is, and he kept saying stupid things like, I don't want to touch the body, or, to use his clothes. <laughs> Dummy, anything you put your hands on. Then I, I just couldn't believe, like everybody knows, everybody knows, <laughs> that when some, like a person falls out or something like that, that's the first thing they tell you, don't move them, don't touch the body. I'm not, if I ever have the opportunity to say, I didn't do nothing, I'm not going to fuck that up. You know what I mean? Right. So this, in the moment that he did something that was illegal, he lost. The moment. I mean, the moment he put him in the box, yeah. I was like, it's a wrap after this. And then to make matters worse, after that, the staircase, then they take him and... and no, then when they go back to check, check the body's not there. So they're freaking out like, oh where'd the body go? He's not in the staircase no more. And it turns out that the His- guy had just had like... A heart attack or his something, wife or something with in. his medication. So they meet the guy's wife, and they're, they're, the subject of the test is completely thrown <laughs> off by the wife coming in at this point because his anxiety is so high. So he meets the guys. He meets this lady, and she identifies herself as the billionaire's wife mm-hmm. that he thinks is dead. She then tells him, have you seen my husband? I'm looking for him. He didn't take his medicine before he left, and he has to take it because if not, he has these episodes where he falls out and he's, Yo, it's like he's dead. Him. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So, which even then, I would have been like, what you talking about, Willis? 
But anyway, so um, okay, so that happened. So then they're they're like really tripping because they're like, if this motherfucker woke up and remember, heard anything we said, like we're screwed. And he whatever. sure did because then they find him and he's up on a rooftop yelling at them like, yep. I heard everything y'all said. He had a recording. Everything y'all did, he had it recorded, which. Come on. Right. How did he record that? <laughs> right. But so that, so it becomes this, you know, climactic moment where they are, um, they're on the rooftop. The billionaire man who already had a really feisty attitude, he's like, um, okay, you know, I heard everything and you can hear them saying, kick him in the stomach and all these other, <laughs> these moments of things that they did. Really he's like, plotting. I'm telling it all, yeah. whatever. So him, the group of people who are now privy to the story, all of them are putting pressure on him. Like, you got to do it. Just push him over the edge. It looks so that oh it looks like he failed, whatever, whatever. He gets right to the moment and he refuses to do it. It's the one thing that he doesn't do. And so, he walks out. But then out. they show, the, they had done the study on several people and pretty much everybody, everybody pushed, pushed the guy off the roof. I mean, and the, the most interesting part was that when they would ask them after, like, why did you do it? They all said, I didn't want to. Or, I, you know, I didn't feel right about it. Or I really didn't want to do it. To me, they was all FOS, which is full of shit because <laughs> they all, what they what they did. So after it was revealed that this was in, like, an experiment, mind you, they have literally pushed a person that they thought was living and breathing off of the edge of a rooftop to save their ass. So they literally were in a moment where they had to decide to commit a crime or save themselves, and they all committed the crime. They literally pushed this man over the edge. And it was the craziest thing to see, to watch them in that moment making that decision. And they would turn around this one weak ass. Remember the weak man that uh, with the dark man. hair that was acting like he didn't want to do. Like he was crying and acting like it was so tough of a decision. And then like he you put this little weak ass push. Yeah, he had to put an extra one behind it because it was so weak. And so, but he pushes the man over the edge. Then there were these. Um, there was a couple white ladies too that they pushed the man over the edge. Everyone did it except and for the lead soon guy. As the team revealed that this was an experiment and blew these people's mind. Before they could even ask them anything, each person says, I didn't want to do it. I almost didn't do it. I didn't want to do it. That don't mean nothing. You are a murderer at this point. <laughs> right. You didn't do all that shit. murdered somebody when you felt like your ass was on the line. And think about, first of all, this project is completely unethical. Completely. Because, completely. yes, they got them to sign a release afterwards, obviously. Well, hopefully. But they have you on film, recorded, killing someone. Literally. <laughs> like... And people were tweeting and saying, like, imagine the stress and the trauma after having gone through that experiment and knowing that you did that. Yeah, they and deserve think, it. Though. And, like, thinking and replaying it. You know, even though it was an experiment, but you didn't know in the moment. And right. you were down to do that. And that's got to have a pretty heavy effect. It So as I was looking up the different experiments outside of it, because I was like, this is just fascinating on this compliance and uh, I found one called the Stanley Milgram's experiment. That sounds like they tore something up. <laughs> and Stanley Milgram was a social social psychology professor at Yale who was influenced by the trial of a Nazi war criminal. Um, the defense for his atrocities that he committed was that he was, quote-unquote, just following orders. And Milgram wanted to test the validity of this defense. So he designed an experiment where he recruited 40 men the volunteer participants were led to believe that they were participating in a study just to improve learning and memory. And the participants were told that they were to teach other students 
um, correct answers to a series of test items. And basically what he did was he would tell the one student to sit down and start going through the answers. And the other student had uh, an electric shock that he would apply to the student if he got the answers wrong, right? I really wish y'all could see Dustin and Asante's faces. Some kids need that. No, I'm just playing. No, just playing. Dustin. Yeah, it sounds like Betsy DeVos. <laughs> so the participants were told to shock the learners if they gave a wrong answer to a test item and that the shock would help them learn. This is what they were told. So the participants gave, or quote-unquote believe they gave, the learners shocks, which increased in 15-volt increments all the way up to 450 volts. Well, cook them. They the, might as well put them on a, in the microwave. Oh, my God. <laughs> the participants did not know, however, that the learners were the Confederates. And Confederates means that they were in on the experiment, so they weren't actually receiving shocks. Well, you know what I thought it meant. <laughs> <laughs> in response to a string of incorrect answers from the learners, the participants obediently and repeatedly shocked them. The Confederates, the actors, cried out for help, begged the participants to stop. They begged the teachers, started complaining of heart trouble. Yet when the researcher told the participants to continue the shock, 65% of them continued to shock all the way to the maximum voltage, even to the point that the learner, the actor, became unresponsive and collapsed. Wow. Isn't that something? People ain't, man... And it says, what makes someone obey authority to the point of potentially causing serious harm to another person? Because the interesting thing about this study was that there were no consequences of them saying no. It's a teacher just saying shock them. What You know what I mean? If they said, no, I don't want to participate, what would have gone wrong? Nothing. You're just declining to do so. But 65%, that means more than half of them were down to shock. I hate to say it, but this even happened in Wakanda. Here we go. I'm telling you, it did. Remember Okoye? Remember he was like, you would kill me for Wakanda? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, damn, like that's it right there. That's the same thing. I mean, I guess it's a a form of compliance because he's thinking of the greater good. Yeah, when he became the the king and and they had to like serve him, all of them was like, well, I guess we just got to support him. Same thing, compliance to the kingdom. So that's just one study that I thought was like mind blowing. And then they did the same thing with another study where they had, uh, and they told them like this is supposed to just be role playing. And they had like an abandoned jail, and they told half of the students to pretend that they were prisoners, and the other half had to be the correctional officers, the COs. And the experiment was just to see how through role-playing, if they were going to get so invested in the characters that they kind of lose themselves and just going to watch the, like, power dynamics and just the shift in their personalities. It was supposed to be a two-week experiment and didn't go past a week. They had to cancel it because it became so violent. They thought they was going to do Lord of the Flies and then it became like Lord of the Flies. Like literally they had to stop the experiment because the correctional officers were like borderline about to kill the prisoners. Totally forgot that it was an experiment. That's how invested they got in the fact that all of them had that shift of power in in that moment. It's just, I mean, so many levels to this, whether it's power, whether it's group think or group shift. 
You know what I mean? Just fascinating. Then there's the movie Compliance, Asante. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you blessed the people with a, a recap of that. <laughs> you know I'm not good with recapping shit, especially this. But I'm here Here goes. Mm-hmm. So there's a fast food restaurant. <laughs> um, a manager has to t- talk to an employee who is accused of theft by a... Person that calls pretending to be an officer of the law. Similar to the cafe and the baby carriage. Yeah. So this officer they call and tell the manager that one of her employees has stolen something from one of the customers and that they're in the station now. And they need this manager to do various things from uh, detaining this employee to going through their things to strip searching this employee to having the uh, employee watched, uh, secured by other people who didn't even work at the damn restaurant. Right, just like, friends passing through. Her man. <laughs> oh, right. The, her, her fiance. The manager's fiance. Then uh, the damn trucker dude who was supposed to do, who did delivery early that like, morning. What? Like, the rent people who did not Rando. even have... <laughs> Literally, randos. She was involving people that were not even part of the establishment, their industry that she was not even the industry that she was working with, let alone the establishment. Um, anyway, she had she got this person, her employee, to do various various things that were illegal and degrading, and like what? Well, the detaining and the strip searching, and then of course when she had her fiance watch the young lady, there was some sexual abuse or suggested sexual abuse. Right. Um, and it was some bullshit. There was one black person in the movie, and I was her. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I've quoted the black girl a million times. She literally was like, "There's cops back there. It's none of my business." And it actually made me think about when I used to work in the restaurant. The, the entire situation, um, from the beginning to the manager wielding their power around trying to, you know, guilt everybody into coming, somebody into coming forward about something that was happening. Because literally everybody was on edge for the whole movie about whether or not they were responsible for leaving the fridge open. So people that didn't even have anything to do with it were sitting there like, damn, did I leave the fridge open? Just because of how the manager was treating them. And it made me think about how management will put you in that mindset. When I used to work at the restaurant, I used to be like, oh, this is none of my business. Like, I used to have to do that as a defense mechanism to not deal with some of the shit going on in the restaurant, which is why when that black girl did that, I was like, this speaks volumes to me and where I'm at. And then at the end of watching that movie, I also could not feel as much hate as I felt for Sandra, the manager. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, I, I hated Sandra. I was like, I can't even believe she did this shit. Like, it was unbelievable that she was following a voice. Because to me... You're a police officer and you're on my phone and you're telling me to do what? No, y'all need to bring y'all asses down here because I don't get paid enough as management to do what. Like, unless somebody from corporate is calling me to verify any of the details that are being told to me, I just don't see how any of this will make sense. First of all, this ain't no citizen's arrest. Right. So get the fuck out of here. I ain't got to stay here. I mean, a phone call. And from somebody saying they the damn police. And And I didn't even do nothing. And for Becky... I'm not going to lie. I would not. Like, the minute you would have accused me of stealing and some shit that I know that I did not steal, I'd be like, oh, girl, I'm out. Like, y'all accuse me. Y'all probably going to try to fire me any fucking way. Double deuces. Like, later. But what do you think made them comply? What do you think made her sit there and allow them to strip search her, allow them to make her, to spank her? There was parts where they were spanking yes. her. There was some sexual abuse that the guy over the phone who was pretending to be the cop told them, like, do this to her. and they were And they were doing it. 
And she was sitting there taking it and the people who he was telling them to do it were doing everything. I mean, and in the end, when the co- the actual cops were called, because one of the workers finally was like, finally. what is going on? You know, like, not even the worker. That was the dude, the driver from remember when the freezer was broke, he came mm-hmm. and delivered this stuff early that morning. He came back later to use the, ba- the bathroom. Right. It's like he didn't He's even really the work only there. He one was the that was one. like, this doesn't make sense. Why would a cop ask us to be doing this? Why would she be going through this? And that's when he kind of snapped everyone else in, like out of it where they were kind of like, wait a minute, this is kind of wild. But, but why did it take? It was literally all day that. But that's this how it goes. Happening. See, this movie is fucked up for so many reasons, right? Because it took somebody on the outside, like outside of their their established power structure, whatever it was, to break them out into, or for them to finally believe like that this was not it. Because they were all, like I said in the beginning, the manager used what skills she had to kind of. Uh, intimidate them and make them think twice about, you know, what they were doing at work as far as the damn freezer. So then they were always second guessing like what they should be doing. Like there was some sort of intimidation there. Like it wasn't visible, but I think it was supposed to be kind of established Mm -hmm. because when she's telling her to empty her purse, if she knows she doesn't have no money or anything, like, yeah, you would want to be like, I'm not going to empty my purse. But then there's that small party that's like, well, let me just show her that I don't have. Like, like there's those things that speak for certain people. Yeah. And I so, mean, I probably would have emptied my purse. I would like, not. Like, if you're asking me that I took something, I would I'd not be have like, emptied my I'd, purse. If I have nothing to hide. Yeah. But that's as far as it would have gotten. Right. And as soon as you would have told me to take off my clothes and bend over, I would have been like, okay, now this is, you know, Even holding you. Even holding you. In the back, yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> And then when you get to the end of the movie, oh you God. see the screen pop up that says that this man had basically done it in like 70 different locations. And that really blew my mind that he had gotten away Insane. with this for so long with so many different people. Damn people. And it was all similar situations because remember when the cop was trying to do the research, he realized like it was at this location and that location. And he mm-hmm. started connecting the dots. That's how they were able to arrest him. I just couldn't believe that this happened that many times. That nigga was making a sandwich. <laughs> that is the craziest shit ever. And what did he really even get out of that? You know what I mean? Just some sort of like just a high weird, of like, like power, knowing that he can control. Yeah, just just the voice, just having the voice to control people and that the mental capacity. Shit. Then remember, um, he the police officer alluded or suge- or lied basically to the manager and told her that he had her district manager on the other line. Right. At what point don't you Did think... Did you not call him? Thank you. That's you would have heard thinking. from him, dummy. Why, why would... I would have been like, we'll put him on the phone. I would like to speak with him directly because he is her manager. But she's not thinking in her right mind. The restaurant's busy. Right. She was stressed. And, and that's how managers are. They're so busy that, like, they don't... Because I'm thinking about how my manager... Sometimes she was so, just so busy. And some of the time it was busy. But other times, like, girl... Yeah, it's this busy, but you're missing sight of, like, your actual business. Like, when she would try to cut corners in certain things, I'm like, now you're trying to, like, waste money or do something like that. Like, these are things you can't cut. And then she'd be like, oh, you're right. And then slow down. This woman was not doing that. She's trying to cover what's going on out in the business, but not actually trying to resolve this theft situation. She kept trying to, like, literally kept just pushing it back off. Like, dusting it back off. And it was like, that's why you're a horrible person. Right. Because it's been all day, and you really didn't say... All right, nigga, I'm going to come out there and get your ass because it's been all fucking day and y'all ain't been here. So <laughs> right. clearly your ass is playing with me. Like, she ain't even boss up and do or nothing. I even remember the part where the, the cop, the fake cop, told her to take the girl's clothes and put it in a random car and, in a parking yeah, put, lot. Put it in her car, in her passenger with seat, and leave it open. unlocked. 
What cop is going to tell you to do that? That don't even make no sense. That's talking about what type manager. of car do you drive and what's the license plate number? If the cops are coming, they need to come right inside. Right. And do this shit. You're not shit. doing police work? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, we're doing a, a, an investigation. I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need you to come down here. I'm running a restaurant right now. So we'll see in about 10, 15 minutes. I'll call the station. You leave me a number. You don't have one? Oh, you're fake? Great. <laughs> she didn't do none of that. But the thing about this, obviously, these were extreme situations. You know, with, the, that extreme, with the movie compliance and then with push, like, you know, pushing people off the roof. Like, these are extreme. <laughs> but the thing about it is that we give our power away on a daily basis. Mm, and you that. just have to be aware at the degree of which you're doing it. And the reason I thought that this would be valuable, especially tying into the other episodes we've had about the pillars of success and then the conversation with Claude and Chuck, is that until you start clearing out... uh your own core beliefs, which we mentioned in last week's episode, you'd be surprised how you would like agree to different things. You do it all the time with boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. With girlfriends. How many times have you been in a relationship where they ask you to do them a favor or even friends and yeah. you really don't want to do it? And somehow you hear yourself <laughs> saying yes. And then you're like, why am I doing this shit? I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's not my problem. You know what I mean? And you said, yeah. <laughs> I or, feel that. Or for like a boss. Like mm-hmm. even and so I thought it was an important conversation because it's it's good to look at your no's and your yeses and how strong they are and kind of being aware. And it comes in the smallest ways, even just to give a, an example of how small with my physical therapist, he's amazing, but he does this thing where he books multiple people at the same time and then he kind of treats us like a circuit. Where he will see you, tell you to do three sets of 15, and then he'll walk to the next person and tell them. So it's like a circuit that he's creating, and he kind of goes around. I don't like that. Physical therapy is important. If I'm doing it in the wrong form, which is why I'm here in the first place, because right. I fucked up my form. I need that. to be monitored. The knee is so sensitive, the spine, the neck. And so I was like, this is my last day here. Like I said it in my head. Um, and I didn't know how to tell him that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? A man that is a stranger, a stranger, he has no power over me in any way. When I was leaving and he goes, let's make an appointment for next week. I physically was like, and I made an appointment. Compliance. Ain't that some shit? Yep. Yep. For someone else, it would be clear. They'd be like, actually, no, I'm not coming back. Thank you for your services. No. Someone else, that would be a clear no. But for whatever reason, (laughs) I was looking at him and my brain could not put the words together to say, I'm actually not going to come back with thank you for your services. It couldn't come out. I was like, okay, I can do Thursday. Because he said it right. He knew exactly what to say. Because he he was so nice. (laughs) He was so nice. And that's the thing about compliance. There's different techniques to ensure it. They have what they call the foot in the door technique. And that's when... It you agree to small requests and and it starts increasing. You start small, like you saw how <laughs> how in uh, the push it started with the food. Mm-hmm. Switch that. Say that it's vegan, even though it's not. Like mm-hmm. the little tiny requests, and once they see <laughs> that they got you and you're willing to comply on something that is clearly shady or fucked up, they know they got you. And they say that as long as your requests are consistent or similar in nature to the original request. 
Like, let's say the example they gave here was if someone, when you're in school, asks to borrow your notes for a particular test. If you say yes and you give them your notes, the next time they ask you to just give them all your notes and they just stop coming to class, (laughs) they're going to assume, you know what I mean, that you'll be down because you did it already. That's what they call the foot in the door technique. So as long as it's consistent and similar in nature, and you have to be aware of that, that friend that is consistently asking you for something that's like the same. It's a consistent request. Um, There's also the door in the face technique is what they call it, where you make a big request in hopes that in in knowing that it's going to be refused. So then you can ask what you actually wanted to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, I got to write that one down. And that one is one that's not, this is not for y'all to learn how to <laughs> oh, make people compliant. Oh, this is so oh, you be aware. Oh, right. of, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you say you're going to write it Never down. Mind. I'm sorry. You guys do not use this on people. This is so you're aware how it shows up in your uh, life. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Y'all use this. You been, you going to go to hell. You better not use it. <laughs> the example they say is that when it's you. My birthday. I'm getting what I want. <laughs> <laughs> they say you make a big request, which a person can be expected to refuse. And then you make a smaller request, which the person finds difficult to refuse because they feel like they shouldn't always say no to you. <laughs> like, I can't say no again. Like what? asking your boss for that a 20. It's apparently sorry, it does. <laughs> because the, the, the reason it works is the idea of reciprocity. Saying no to a large request and make the person feel like they owe the person at least something. Like I said, no, let me say yes to this. And that's a way that you can, you'd be surprised. It's to- kind of like bartering, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But to me, that is... <laughs> I'm glad you're still figuring out how to use this. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out all the, the, the angles that it looks like, you know, what it looks like from all sides. Right. Yeah. And then lastly, the low ball technique, which is where it, here nothing. we go. I didn't say nothing. Uh, I promise. Now you got him. I stopped myself. Dustin. Because I don't want no low balls in my technique. <laughs> Initially, you get the individual to agree to your request. You ever had a friend that says, can you do me a favor? They say that first. Yeah, before telling you what the favor is because they want you to say yes, so then you feel bad saying no once they tell you what it is. That's when you send the text like, "I hate it when you do that shit," and get in an argument so you ain't got to do it anyway. (laughs) Then I just sing poetry. All you gotta do is say yes. So that's what they call the low ball technique. So where they get you is commitment because the person said yes (laughs) or agreed to the original request. Commitment has been given. So when the request changes, the person will to a degree find it difficult to say no they gave an example that the teacher psychology teacher said to the class that there was an experiment that he wanted them to be a part of and he told them it was at 7 a.m and asked who wanted to sign up and like nobody signed up <laughs> they're yeah. just like i'm not coming in at 7 a.m for an experiment the next day he tried it with his other class and he told them there's an experiment i want you guys to sign up for who wants to come <laughs> everyone said yes he made them, like, agree and commit. And then he told them, great, see you guys at 7 a.m. <laughs> 95% of the class came. Because once you commit, you're going to feel a little bit guilty. So those are just, the like, subtle ways that people can kind of manipulate you into compliance. And I see it. <laughs> I see it. I see them every day. Especially with friends and even, like, in business. The one that... 
there's another uh, technique called ingratiation, which I was like, ooh, where, and I'm sure you've seen that, where someone will be really kind to you and kind of reel you in with, like, their, their sweetness. Hey, hey, and yeah. What's up? I get that a lot with business, and I actually think it's an important one because people will send you the sweetest emails and, oh, I'm such a fan of your work, and Ooh, I know you inspired going. me in this, and da, 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 and then they, boom, hit you with what it is that they need. Or even when you're working in campaigns, they speak to you, with all this sweetness, but they're still like trying to get you to change your mind or change your ways or get you to do something that they want, but they play with it through like kind words. Ooh, I hate that. It like it kills me. Like you're wasting my time right now. It kills me. I actually got in trouble with one campaign once. My lawyer was like, uh-uh, you gotta chill because <laughs> I don't really play that game. Like mm-hmm. I speak very directly. What is it that you want? I'm not willing to do this. I'm willing to do this. Like, boom, boom, boom. It's interesting how my boundaries are clear in some ways and then unclear in others. Yeah. Um, And so I don't really play the the game, the sweetness game of like, hey, guys, thank you so much for the email. I'm very like, yes, no, yes, no, very black and white. And they were telling me, like, if you want to stay on top, you can't do that. You have to be willing to play the game. I'm like, I'm not, though. (laughs) I, I am the game. I'm just not. Like, there's some levels of compliance I'm actually not interested in at all. That's just not how I do business. So, you know, that'll be interesting for me. But how do you guys see, do you guys see that you do this to anyone ever? Like, the low ball? Oh, Dustin. I don't know why I'm asking him that. (laughs) The ingratiation. (laughs) (laughs) Where you use kindness or you say, can you do me a favor first before saying what it is? Or you start by highballing the request, knowing what the real request is, so they'll find the first one ridiculous and then be down to do yours? No. <laughs> yes. I have been, I'll be keeping it 100. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got the time, for real. All this badass karma from all this misleading and trickery going on, just flat-out trickery, that's what that is. Okay, so I want you to do this, so I'm gonna say this, so that I can do that. Now, if I'm in negotiations, people do it all day, though. If this is business, if I'm negotiating a deal for myself or something like that, that's different. You know, I come from the school of hey friend, hey. <laughs> I, I got the game from the real ones. You know what I'm saying? So I know how to negotiate a deal for myself. I'm dead. And there's things that you know, either some you know, some of them can, some of them can't. You just if you know, you know. So that's a different ball game. But in my personal relationships, hell no. That's being that. That's like being fake. Right. That's not. That's not right. But that's how the industry works. A lot of it is being fake. It's a lot about. How can I get you to do this for me? You got to see it coming and be able to hit it with that lightsaber, like a Star Wars character. Like every time mm. you see them come with that weird ass request, <laughs> pew, pew, you hit them again <laughs> with that lightsaber. Get it out of here because you see what it is. See, but do you ever find it? And this is where where I wanted to tie it in, especially with the convo with Chuck and Claude. Mm-hmm. When you finally make it in your field you're going to start being in rooms with people who are veterans, who have status, power, money. Sometimes they're going to ask you to do shit, (laughs) whether it's a song that they want their way, you know what I mean, or whatever field it is. Maybe, have you ever seen White Famous? All of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen the show White Famous by Jamie Foxx? Yeah, with um, Jay, what's the comedian? I 
forget his last name. Farrell? Is it Jay Farrell? Yeah. Jay Farrell. Okay. So it's a really interesting concept because it's basically saying to him, or the, the theme of the show is, if you want to make it to the top, you got to be willing to be white famous. Like, do what the white agents are telling you to do. If it's being a black man putting on a dress and a wig and dancing around, then you got to do it because that's just what it takes. No, and, it's not. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx is in the movie basically schooling him like, you just got to do what you got to do. You got to be compliant. And a lot of the times you'll fall victim to it because you're in a room with someone who's where you want to be or people that you want to impress. And authority and status sometimes make those boundaries a little bit watery for people. That's I see true. it all the time. It's happened to me. That's what I was saying with my music career when people were in my ear like, if you're trying to make it. And then this yeah. Claude, that's my best friend. Like, of course I'm going to listen to him. Like, that's right. him. I know he <laughs> means well. But at the same time, it was compliance. It was me going against what I knew best, which was I don't want to sound like this. I don't want to look like this. I don't want to dress like this. I felt it. But if they're telling you it's the only way you're going to make it, you know what I mean? So you have That's, to start thinking about how compliance slips in even in the most subtle ways, see, even with your own peers. This is mm-hmm. why when the whole Harvey Weinstein thing came up, I was right. saying it, like I could relate it to the service industry. When people were like, those don't go together. I'm like, obviously they don't go together, but it was compliance. Like there are plenty of people that are working in this big monster of a machine of media that work for this person. And they're thinking like, oh, my God, like this person's going to give me my big break. And then they do. And then you're in a situation where they're like, yeah, you're going to get your big break, but you have to break me out first. And it's kind of like, damn, I don't want to do this shit, but, but I've already said yes to everything else. And like, you know, you have these things that have ticked you off to second guess yourself. And I don't think that it's something that I'm like trying to be part of actively, but I know all the time when I'm trying to be nice to people, how people used to tell me, like, I don't really know. Like, at first, I just didn't think that anybody was that nice. Because normally, I'm, like, I'm real Southern. Like, I'm real smiley. Like, I just <laughs> like being happy. I don't really give a shit. I'd rather be happy than sad because I hate arguing with people. So people used to tell me for the longest, like, when you come with that happy shit, I'll be like, what the fuck is going on? But then I realized you're just a happy-ass person, and that's cool. Because I would talk to people like Crystal even. I'd be like, hey, like, what's up? <laughs> Mr. what do you want? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> what do you want? And then she realized it was just to bother her. And then she was like, you did want something. So I did want something. It was just to bother her because why not? But, I, I mean, that's a good point with the Weinstein because where he forced compliance because he would threaten them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that you'll see, too, in certain fields. It might not be as overt, but... It might be in ways where people kind of make you feel like if you don't do this, you're never going to work in this town again. You know what I mean? Or they're connected to other people. You don't want to be blacklisted or you don't want the rumor of like you being difficult, which is what I've come across in my personal experience with brands. When I am so clear, what happens is I'm being clear because I deserve to be clear. If I don't want to do something, I shouldn't have to do it. But then I get labeled difficult. Because I'm non-compliant. Isn't that interesting? Because I'm not willing to do what I'm told I'm difficult. And so what happens is you start going against your body because, you know, intuitively your body's telling you, no, 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 stick to what you know best. And we all know, as we've talked about in the past couple episodes, what you know best is what's going to make you win. But then there's an industry that's telling you not to do what you know best, to do what you're being told. So it's an industry created to make you doubt yourself and second guess yourself. It's interesting. It's like it's such a battle. It's, and and I so I wanted to bring this up cuz it ties into 
you know, when you get your dreams and you start doing the self-belief work and that discipline, now you got to the top. Guess what? Now there are other humans out there. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to be okay with saying no when you're in a room with people that may hold the key to where you're trying to go? Are you that strong? Can you walk away? I walk away from deals all the time. <clears throat> and I and people don't even know the deals I've walked away from because I've had to for my integrity for my sanity, for my, you know, my sense of value, like my value system. But it's hard. It's very hard. Very, very hard. But I think seeing this and feeling it in your body, even <laughs> to the smallest scale in my physical therapist, I felt it. I was like, what is wrong with you, Fran? Say no. Right. And I booked the appointment. <laughs> and I and when I was walking home, I laughed. I was like, yo, that's crazy. You can call and cancel it, Fran. No, I did. Oh, I okay. Did. Oh, okay. I was like... <laughs> But you know what's funny when I called him, and because I call, I was like, "Friend, come on, you got you got to cut that out." I called him and I was like, "You know, I'm actually not gonna come in next week." But I couldn't just say it. I couldn't say I'm not. I made up some shit. (laughs) I was like, my schedule so busy. I started making excuses for why I was. You know, I was like, "What do you do? Why can't you just tell?" Why can't you just tell him? Well, maybe if you could keep your ass (laughs) in the room. But it's weird that I can be with a massive corporate brand and be so clear and willing to lose all this money, but then my physical therapist, you know why, I get watery. It's because he had been putting his hands on you. <laughs> and before he hung up, you didn't want to be like, that's okay. I put that knot in your back, so you have to come back and see me. No, you know what? You actually make a huge point, too. Another thing I was reading in the psychological studies is the proximity to the person mm-hmm. actually makes a difference, too, because with these brands, I'm going back and forth with them via email and calls with my physical therapist. He's standing in front of me, mm-hmm. looking me dead in my face. <laughs> and that's what made me kind of like, how do I say no? You know, and, and that they were showing the studies with cops, which in the movie Compliance is what was crazy. They never even saw the cop. No. Nope. They still did it. But if he was there, it would have been probably even worse. (laughs) (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) Do you guys think it would have been different, the push or compliance, if it was a black cast? What? Yeah, it wouldn't exist. A black study group? It wouldn't be here. You don't think so? No. At all? Mm -mm. Becky would have boxed her way out. (laughs) (laughs) If 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 Becky was black, see, never mind. Brenda. Brenda would not have had. I ain't take no damn money. <laughs> you might as well count my jaw if you think some money missing, because that's where I would take some money. Like you think she reached into someone's part. No one had the story right that would happen to like. None of it was adding up for me, and I was like, I know it's a movie, and I know that a real <laughs> I, a true story of that. And I then when I read that at the end of the movie, I was like, see, now I'm really fucked up. That's and how then, I knew it was a true story though, because it don't go down like that in the movies. I mean, we but, can dial all the way back to the color purple. When Sophia came outside, Miss Millie, you know, she, can I see you? Hell no. I said, hell no. And Sophia did a bid like a real one. <laughs> like a real one. They give Remy Ma all this credit. <laughs> Sophia Ben went to jail credit before out. Remy did. And sat in that jail damn near right to death for the culture because <laughs> she was not going to be compliant. Listen, you're, tr- you're right. But the problem is... But then uh, she got bust in the face for it. See? Right. Consequences for compli- for non-compliance. It's tricky out here. It's tricky. And it's also... Okay, so another range of what the levels can be in compliance, right? 
people can be compliant when they want to be because mm-hmm. she was compliant enough to listen to this officer over the phone, but she wasn't like sound enough to be compliant with her team. How she was saying, Oh, you know, maybe a second manager should be here for this. Like how she called her in before for that. After that, it was like, how did you start doubting yourself? Like, how did you go down this rabbit hole of this is fine? Like on your own and even the other person. And then it became a game of avoidance. And I think right. that's where people, just to tie it back around to other bullshit that I was trying to get rid of from my own life, that's what I was dealing with when I was working at that job. It became avoidance. Like, okay, like this pays my bills and, you know, I can do whatever I need to do, but I'm going to avoid the problems because it takes care of me so I can keep coming back here. As opposed right. to let me go find something better where I don't have to deal with this. It was like I've been met with this level of, or I'm meeting this level of compliance now because I know smarter than some of these people but I'm still doing the wrong thing. And that, <laughs> you keep bringing up such big points because that's the danger of living in constant compliance because exactly. you lose the rhythm of your body saying this is wrong. You know, this is not yes. for you. It's almost like you misaligned. And I think what has helped me, <laughs> what has helped me aside from feeling it in my body, because you feel it every time. You're like, I don't want to do this. You know, like you feel it naturally and it's your choice to go against it or not. But now what I ask myself is if you say yes to this, what are you opening the door to for? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what energy, because energy is in motion. You're creating an environment right now you're cultivating who you are you're setting a tone so that's what i <laughs> sorry you said energies emotions so i was like i just saw my energy around me like <laughs> he started over here pop locking so you have to ask yourself me saying yes to this person when i don't want to say it i'm inviting more of that energy in and i'm also letting that person know that i'm willing to be compliant against my better judgment you, you're willing to put someone else's needs over yours. Yes. And so once I consider that and I'm like, I don't want to set that tone with people. It's better. I was just seeing uh, Beyonce today. Someone was showing a clip of her saying she had to learn real quick to just be direct, even if it felt uncomfortable because she was used to being nice. She's a sweet girl. But there goes a time where you have to cut that out <laughs> and just be willing to sacrifice how you're perceived and remember last week we talked about the collection of perceptions. You got to be willing to let that go. I don't care how I'm perceived. I'm not doing what I don't want to do. Hello. Amen. And that's that. And listen to your body on what that means. You know what else I saw in a case today? This will be the last thing. Then we move on. Someone's dog. Remember we always talk about the dogs and the airlines? Mm-hmm. So oh, the no. flight attendant oh, no. told a passenger to put their dog in the overhead oh, compartment. I don't like when people do that. I've never heard. I didn't even. You've seen that before? I've seen people do that. I'm like, I don't think you should really? be doing that. Yeah. No like, I've way. Seen it, I've like, never I've only seen, seen it once or twice. And the one time I saw it, I, I was like, I, I'm tripping because they were holding their pet. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, it's just the cage up there. But one time I saw a lady, she kept opening over it to like feed her dog and stuff. And I was like, your dog is getting dizzy every she time gonna you open. She's going to open for a surprise. Well, that's For what real. Because every this time United they open and flight, close, And it was LaGuardia. And oh when they God. opened it. No, no, yep. no, no. The dog had passed. Oh, friend, no. So people were saying, why did she comply with some... Like, you know the dog shouldn't be in the overhead compartment, but she complied. I'm telling you, it sneaks into our lives in the most random ways. So I just wanted you guys to start viewing that. 
Because that's how we change, bringing awareness to these things. I'm glad that didn't happen on my flight. I would have I would have lost it. Because when I see people do that, I'm thinking, like, I would never. Like, I already think of. It just doesn't seem smart. How can they breathe properly? Right. I'm thinking for myself, like, uh, my ears popping and all that stuff. So I can only imagine in the overhead. And then you see it plop open and close every time. So the dog is literally, like, I'm just like, I don't know why people do that. Never mind. I can't. But that Woo. I just saw that right before. You fucked me up. With yeah, that. right before um, coming to the show, I was like, "Oh, I gotta mention that because that ties into how people give away their power all day long, knowing against their better judgment." So, something to consider. That's it I for just this. can't believe like Peter's silent on that. All jokes aside, where is Peter for that kind of shit? You know what I mean? They outside I mean, I'm sure everywhere they are on else. Twitter. I ain't heard nothing, and they bother people. <laughs> so like they make their voice heard, right? We'll speak up about that. I'm sure they will. I'm sure okay. we go on Twitter right now. They'll be going these off. These dogs. Some of these dogs need emotional support. Humans. <laughs> well, okay, because the owners ain't about nothing. That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> really sad. But that's our episode for compliance, or rather, our hot button. Yes. You ready to move into this? Well, hopefully, you guys found that uh, eye opening. And my goal for that is that those of you, as you navigate business and you navigate your peers and your relationships and your offices and start linking up and networking with other creatives and whatever it is that you're trying to aspire to, make sure you don't give away your power. You can get to where you're going. Nobody has the key. Trust me. You don't have to do what you don't want to do. Even though people will really make you think that. I had a dollar for every time somebody told me you're not going to get to the top doing it your way. (laughs) Watch me. Okay. (laughs) This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Z Quiet. Z Quiet is a revolutionary anti snoring product created out of one family's need for peace and quiet. Dan and Trina Webster were desperate for a solution for Dan's snoring, and that personal desperation led to simple solution to a problem shared by millions of Americans. Z-Quiet. Made in the USA using soft BPA-free material, Z-Quiet is a comfortable, easy-to-use mouthpiece that has been helping snorers and their bed partners for 10 years now. Just pop it in when you go to bed, and it works immediately. How? Well, Z-Quiet works on the simple principle of moving the lower jaw slightly forward to open the airway and prevent vibrations that create snoring. That's so interesting, right? How do you figure that out? Try it with confidence. <laughs> Try it with confidence thanks to their 30 nights sleep better guarantee and feel good about your purchase knowing that Z-Quiet gives back. So I used it, <laughs> but I didn't have nobody to tell me whether I snored or not. Z quiet. Do you get men for us too? But kick snoring out of bed and sleep quiet with Z quiet. Z quiet is so confident that you'll be satisfied with the results that they're letting our listeners try Z quiet risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. Go to tryzquiet.com. That's T R Y Z Q U I E T.com and you can try Z quiet risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. You have nothing to lose except quiet, restful sleep. So let's jump into this week's wellness segment. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> do it for the vine. I ain't going to do it. Do it for the vine. Well, 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 well. Uh-oh, remix. <laughs> so actually, this is going to be a bit of a shout-out. So 
Okay. I told you guys that I am partnering up with our Acacia. Yes, you did, friend. First of all, I'm so... When I think about life, my first YouTube videos, you can go back to 2012 and even on Tumblr in 2010 when I was on Tumblr. I was always talking about our Acacia. Always. And they found me through that. They found me through my work, yes. through all the years of me shouting them out. We've been talking for years, and for them to now be sponsoring a tour that came from yes. my, you know, from my imagination with my two good friends. Shout out to Miriam and Jara. The fact that they're sponsoring this tour, like, isn't life something? Full circle, baby. Full circle. Thank you friend. so much. So I'm so excited. And I always talk about ecosystems. So, of course, I have to mention a project that they're doing because they're holding me down. So I noticed that they have this website called The Daily Positive. Mm. And I love it. It's such an awesome idea. And I think, first of all, our Acacia, you guys know essential oils are so beneficial on so many levels. Emotional. I use them all the time to diffuse. Um, yes. I can need, I, I could use some. So if, you know, they send out a set or something. <laughs> well, know. that's what, this is what I might talk about today. I mean, I don't think I'm eligible for it. No, one. you wouldn't they be exactly eligible. That would be so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny when I shot the video with Maya after I finished she was like so you have so many oils you should just leave these and, okay go ahead my right <laughs> and then she tried to front like I could use them for the pictures in case I need any extra pictures I was like so girl friend, you did don't you need comply? No I did comply <laughs> <laughs> it's like take them <laughs> but the daily positive uh, by Noteworthy which is our Acacia's website Gives you inspiring ideas, mantras, and easy essential oil recipes to help uplift your mood, your mind, your body, and space. When you sign up with their website, I signed up, and you get daily positive notes with themes, which is really nice. Remember when I did um, the partnership with Shine, the text, the text service, yeah. where mm -hmm. they sent you like the daily text messages? This is similar in the sense that you're getting daily positive notes. And then quick and simple reads. They have like a lot of different creatives on there kind of showing how they integrate self-care and how within their self-care they integrate essential oils, which you guys know has always been crucial to my uh, health information online. So they're actually going to share tons of essential oil recipes and guides on how to use them in diffusers, how to mix them, because that's something I don't think people know very much about. Like, right. Which ones mix well? How much of each oil? The I different read the benefits. On the back of my favorite ones, right? <laughs> but imagine having a website where you can kind of, let's say you're like, I need energy, you know, I need like relaxation, right? <laughs> so yeah, I know what you're talking about. See, I know, friend. <laughs> I need energy. I need relaxation, or I need to, a little bit of grounding for my meditative processes. This gives you a, a browser, basically, an archive of information that you can kind of tap into. And most importantly, it's a community of like-minded people, which ecosystem, that's what we need yes. as we navigate these Watch spaces. Me. Watch, Watch me. <laughs> I think it's nice to not only have emails coming into you that can kind of help you stay uplifted throughout the day. Imagine like a nice email with positive words, but also having access to a community where you can tap into that when you need it. Yes. So I love it. Our Acacia has always been awesome. It's a So Noteworthy is a natural wellness community, basically, created by Our Acacia to help people come together, encourage, share, and inspire. So I wanted to put that into your awareness because I think it's a beautiful website. Hit them up. Right? Um, I did a blog post 
which I told you guys as my partnership with them, the they, blog. Yeah, how did it go for him? So cute. It uh, was. It took me back to my old days of how I started like blogging on Tumblr. When can we read it? Well, if you sign up, noteworthy.racacia.com forward slash welcome for people that are my listeners, because I told them, I was like, can I have something where if people sign up, they're getting access to how I use Aracacia? So that's what we did. Once you sign up, you'll see my video that I did. Shout out to Shameless Smile, who helped me produce it and edit it. You'll see the blog post. And then this is the fun part where it's integrated into my tour. Oh, my God. Once you sign up, I you'll be eligible. <laughs> no, you, well, actually, no. Well, no, I don't know. I, I got to think about that. Because <laughs> people are going to feel weird opening no, up around y'all. I'm not going to do it. I I'm not going to do it. Because you know I don't care who I open up. <laughs> right, we just keep looking through the glass. Day after day. <laughs> Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but what I love is... That was it. That was it. I had to get my pitch right. <laughs> You're going. They're going to pay for one person per city to go to my tour. Wow. Yes. yes. If there's someone who maybe financially can't do it or a college student or a mom, we agreed to come together and our Acacia is going to pay for someone to be able to go. So when the website for my tour launches on March 22nd, Mm. Um, we there will be a post on Noteworthy that will give you the instructions on how to apply. We're going to view it like a scholarship, basically. Our Acacia scholarship for the Hey That's Friend so Hey Tour. Yeah, so they'll be able to do that. The other perk is, this is my fun one, one of you who signs up is going to be eligible to receive a FaceTime from me. Oh, yes. Isn't that so cute? So you get to say, hey, friend, hey. <laughs> You're going to win one of the Aracacia kits, which is a collection of my personal favorite oils. Actually, you'll be able to decide whether you want my favorite oils or you want a mixture of your favorite oils. Totally up to you. I'm going to send that to you myself. And then you also get a FaceTime with me in case you want to ask me any questions about self-care. Maybe you want to talk about the oils. It don't even have to be about the oils. It could be about anything you want to talk about. I'll be able to do that, which I think is so That's fun. So I think nice. it's so cute, friend. Isn't it cute? Yes. So we basically so nice. get to do a one-on-one wellness segment, yes. which I think is adorable. So the way that that's going to work is you can just sign up to the website now. Like I said, that's noteworthy.aracacia.com forward slash welcome. And Aracacia, for those of you who don't like, how do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> it's A-U-R-A-C-A-C-I-A. So that's noteworthy.aracacia.com forward slash welcome. And there you'll see my blog post. You'll see my video. You'll see a couple daily mantras, some of my own recipes that I use in my diffuser. And then you'll see later this week a post on my Instagram that'll give you more directions as far as being eligible for the FaceTime and winning the kit. And then we'll take it from there. Look at you all over every damn thing. Okay. I know. Go ahead, so friend. It's such a cute partnership. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, congratulations. And we have a lot more activations throughout the year. So shout out to Ari Keisha. I'm so forever thankful. You guys are the best. This is going to be a fun year. Shout out to those of you who are excited about my wellness tour. Yes. And shout out to Noteworthy, the website, The Daily Positive by our Acacia, who is out here inspiring women and creating ecosystems. You know I'm all about that. So yes. I had to make sure to shout them out since they are holding me down too. 
that's it for this week's wellness segment. Now let's jump into Mr. Music, man. What you got for us this week, Asante? A lot of very random things. Uh, First and foremost, let me apologize to you both. This segment is going to be all over the place because I've been working on If I Were a Rapper. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start this segment off by saying... um, Somebody asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said $1 million. Nice. And Good choice. I did not get the million dollars. I wish that's what I was going to say the moral of the story was. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out Richie. Richie. Richie enough. It's Richie enough, but it's only one E in there. Uh, they tweeted me, hashtag Pisces season, and this gift right here. <laughs> this <laughs> gift right here, nigga. Taraji the at gift. the Oscars. <laughs> yes. So... I am taking that as a blessing that I will be receiving $1 million pretty soon. And I yes. wanted to let everybody know that that Call is coming in. on Call the horizon. Um, and last week I did that really stupid ass segment where I asked the internet uh, some lyrics that they mess up all the time and we could not stop laughing. <laughs> so I decided to ask the internet, what are some rap lyrics that make you go, hmm? Oh, no. Um... I don't know how all of these songs go, but I am very familiar with some of these. And this one is, um, this one comes from Maria underscore Belford. It's Young Thug. The lyric says, I'm a riding that pussy like a stroller. <laughs> Lyrics that definitely make you go, hmm. Um, I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. That didn't necessarily make Manicured you... toes. What did you think he was saying, Frank? No, it just hit me. You don't get manicures on your toes. No. <laughs> I mean, that was never a thing, but it was always That's a actually thing. why I remembered the lyric. Because <laughs> I remember thinking, how in the hell are you going to get and manicures do you know, on your toes? Do you know it takes everything in me when I go into the Why did line? it just hit me and in 2018? Like, and they're like, manicure, pedicure? And I'm like, no, just man, uh, Manny for my hands and feet. <laughs> Manicured toes, man. <laughs> I am dead to the bed. <laughs> With a manicured toe. <laughs> Just one. Hanging out the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Flyer shit. Flyer than a pelican. Find another chick better than. I don't see her because my swagger's serious. Something heavy like a first day period. <gasps> that one comes from Germalicious Death. Um, do you know who that is? No. That's Lil Wayne. I mean, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Heavier than a first... Wow. Okay. Um, this one is really fucked up. But time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. (gasps) But I mean, it is. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it's fucked up. It's a fucked up ass lyric, but it definitely did make, it's a lyric to make you say, damn. No, come on, guys. That Um, was before. Yeah, but that was from from that bomb. That's what he was talking about. The earlier one. Yeah, Yeah. not the bigger one. So Cameron, (laughs) Cameron always has some lyrics like, what? Computers, Putin. Bam, bam. Jam, jam. (laughs) And a handstand. Ha, ha. (laughs) So tan in the tan stand. Wow. Ra ra na na ha ha la la. Mama, I keep that bland bland. Could it? Where out? is what ass the cap? Fuck is that verse? <laughs> I don't remember what song. Songwriters <laughs> Hall of Fame, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> song okay. of the year. Man, this year I had three hundred one night stands. Keep a Costco pack of rubbers in my nightstand. Mm-hmm. I just heard that song. Who is that? That's Jeezy. Yes, I just thought about that. <laughs> Shout out to Frontline for the tweet. 
Um, there were just so many of these. Um, this one made me laugh because we all know it, but it's just funny to read and I should grow up one day. <laughs> Jay-Z saying, your breast is my breakfast. <laughs> 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 Breastesses has always been funny to read. <laughs> it's even funnier to read. And then. <laughs> Breastesses. Woo! I just like that I can randomly ask the internet for shit and they. And they know. They know. Like, I mean, they know. But yeah, any Trina verse obviously will make you go, hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's going to be it for that part of the segment because that shit just had me cracking up dying. <laughs> Um, I want to just go on ahead and skip into listens lately, and then I want to double right back out before we leave with uh, another Twitter thing. Because I, I kind of do want to talk about Naima a little bit. Yeah, so I was telling the guys that I was looking at Naima's thread on Twitter, her music sermon, hashtag mm-hmm. music sermon. And she did a Neo Soul one this past weekend. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. So thorough. She's so bomb. She went everywhere from... uh Erica Badu to Alicia Keys to A. Marie. She covered she covered Bilal. She even covered Davina, this artist that like no Davina. You remember Davina? Come over to my, my place. place. Relax and chill. Davina. You, you remember that? Yes. Crazy, because not too many people know who that is. So I was like, oh, she is so thorough. So that kind of put me in a neo-soul zone. And then she started talking about Chico the Barge, Lord. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> that Long Time No See album. I get hot thinking about the flames on the cover. The flames! <laughs> you flames. knew the album was fire. It was literal flames on the cover. What was the song we were singing? Love Still Good. Um, how does it go? I still remember, remember every Basement. <laughs> Don't make me when he said, I'm coming home. Oh, out on parole. Just, just got, got my papers, honey. And I'm really home. So, so what's, what's going, going on, sugar? <laughs> How, How is your life, life baby? baby? It's my part right here. It's, it's so, so good, good to be back. back. Hey! <laughs> and you're, you're still fine. fine. As the day we met <clears throat> Oh, I heard you got babies That's cool, do they play in the park Where we used to make love after dark, baby I wish I had a gavel <laughs> oh, I wish I had a so gavel So that sent me I mean, when I tell you I was playing Chico the Barge All night, all day Even up to walking into the building today So yes. There was no guarantee when you was going to nah, cut it off Nah, nah, it? nah <laughs> <laughs> And I Gotta keep my cool, baby. Him baby, and Joe talking about. Uh, oh my God. What did he say? I put your coat on layaway. I put your coat on layaway. <laughs> you know I want to buy you diamonds. Hey, soon, soon as, as they, they increase, increase my, my pay. <laughs> Just getting out and my money's spent. Shout out to Chico DeVar. Yeah, and Joe. That's the they ultimate hold on line. At that time. Shout hey, you said, you know I want to buy you diamonds as soon as they increase my pay. Okay, though. you just got to wait, girl. I'm giving this raise. <laughs> so that was my listens lately. i just been on some uh, Chico DeBarge. That's Chico it. Chico DeBarge is the man. Yo. Well, my listens lady, lady. I guess it is really a listens lady. Listens lady. First Don't of all. I want to give a shout out to Asante because his birthday, you ain't the listens lady at all. <laughs> I'm the listens lady. But, but 
Uh, shout out to Asante, whose birthday is March 15th. Yay. But also, in honor of my listens lady herself, oh Arkeisha Knight, also known as, better known as, Cash Doll. Through, whose Keisha. birthday is March 14th, and yes. who is a free artist who can release music. So on March 14th, she's dropping her project, Brat Mail, which oh, yeah? is, yes, a brand new mixtape, all new music. I can't wait. There will be no more taking down of the mixtape. She's completely out of the legal situation she was in that was preventing her from releasing music. So interesting because so many artists are just like dropping. Yep. They're yeah. not. Look at Wale. He's Wale. Been putting out crazy. Yeah. So my listens lately this week is going to be for Cash Dial's project that comes out at midnight tonight. I'm so excited. Cash I can't Dial. wait. And be prepared to see Be Prepared like the Lion King. <laughs> to see Cash Dial tweets from me all day tomorrow. Uh-oh. Oh, I have out. one more. Go ahead. The Plain Jane remix. Yes. Ooh, I don't know. I, I was in a Nikki. store. I know. I was in a store and it came on and I was like, I haven't sat with the song enough. <laughs> I was at the gym and added it to my treadmill yes, playlist. Definitely a good gym song. Ride with the mop. Hey. Hey. Ooh, Check with me. And do your job. So I was on the treadmill with that. <laughs> we did the chain. Ben Barla did the chain. 20 for the watch. And, Mick, and Nikki Raphael the Ooh. chain. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> that line took me down. A Barbie, though. That's why you like, they ain't even got one. Put, I was like, that what? Makes me laugh it ain't even one. It's just plastic. <laughs> plastic. Barbie ain't even got no butt. It ain't no crease or nothing. <laughs> it's just smooth plastic with a little curve underneath it. That's it. <laughs> Eat a Barbie ass something. <laughs> <laughs> what a line! Music is knowing, awesome. Knowing it came with silica gel, you can't even eat it. You can't even. remember. You used to be scared as hell of silica gel when you was little. Ah, don't touch that silica gel, Patty. <laughs> don't you go eat that silica gel? <laughs> you had silica gel. You couldn't mess with silica gel. That goes along with not ripping the tags from Off your the mattress. Off the pillows, man, the mattress. That tag with that phone number, baby. You hear them police talk about compliance. <laughs> To this day, I looked at that Casper mattress. I said, where's the tag? I can't move off of here. Where's the tag? <laughs> <laughs> it's going. Oh, shit. That's it for me. Okay. Well, my listens lately are a little all over the place. Um, a Wrinkle in Time. I saw oh. it for the second time. <gasps> was it good? You know what? So here, here's what. Here's what. The first time I saw it, I was like, all right, this is a cool movie. It's all right. And I saw it on International Women's Day. So I was like, okay, Aww, so it's a great day rap, to see rap. it. So it was cool. So the second time I went to see it, I don't know what happened. Maybe because the first time I got to see it and see the story and be like, okay, kids movie. So the second time I went to see it, I was like, all right, now that I know it's a kids movie, I'm like just going to enjoy it. Yeah. Second time I watched that shit, I was about to cry towards the <gasps> end. I was like, Damn. wow. Yeah, because there, there's like a lot of, like, you know, Black Panther, there were a lot of messages in there. And so I feel like A Wrinkle in Time had a lot of messages in there that, that weren't for me, but then there were a lot that still were for me. A lot of things that resonated for things from childhood and then things that we even take into adulthood as far as like insecurity and fighting the dark and all that stuff. And I thought they did a good job of tying that in with adults because for one of the scenes, <sighs> they were showing like some of the adults going through that stuff. So I thought it was dope. So seeing A Wrinkle in Time for the second time really changed me. It opened something up and made me say, this is a good ass movie. So if you only see it once, I say see it twice. Ava DuVernay did a great job. Yay. Looks stellar. Yeah, Ava. So like everybody that's saying it's a bad movie, it's not her fault. It's not the actor's fault. Uh, Oprah obviously did a great job. Everybody did a great job. Uh, with that said, I was listening to the soundtrack because the magic song that's on that uh, they play in the movie is uh, Sia. 
sounds so bomb. And then I also like the song that um she didn't even have to get in character either because she already had a backwards wig on. Oh my god! She was up in a wrinkle in time. Post randomly, <laughs> randomly, I saw the video for uh the Demi Lovato song only sorry, because not sorry. no, she, there's a song on the soundtrack called I Believe, and it's actually a DJ Khaled song, and that's why I wow. saw the video, and it was so funny to watch mm. DJ Khaled be in parts of the scenes from the movies for part Wait, of it. What? Like, like <laughs> you know, in the movie? No, he's not. But you know, because I watched the, the wrinkle, I was watching the music video. <laughs> I was watching the music video, and they made it like the damn movie. Like, you know how it was one of those? Because, oh. you know, they don't do that a whole lot anymore, I feel I like. I love that. I do, too. So it was so funny to watch <laughs> DJ Khaled and think that he was in that part of the movie. And he'd be like, <laughs> Stop it. Stop. it. That's what I thought when I was watching it, but the song was good. <laughs> uh, Mr. Loud. Mrs. Witch. Mrs. What? Mrs. Why? Mr. Mr. Loud. Mr. Loud. <laughs> right. And I also thought that. Uh, Imagine DJ Khaled and Rick Yeah, you also to Turned be heard. Turned into Oprah like another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrinkled. <laughs> Special. You smart. It's original. That's why it couldn't move out. Pay attention. A key. He would be amazing. Would. They should have put him in it. Anyway. Black Panther too. Maybe have a chance. Wow, maybe. <laughs> Look, they, wow. they let Kendrick have it for the first one. They give it the second one to Khaled. Um, also, uh, to be heard on the soundtrack, Chloe and Halle, yes. the kid, the uh, warrior, yes. bomb ass, fucked up ass, cool ass, dope ass song. Like, I love them. Chloe and Halle are just dope ass girls. Like, Cute. I love them. I have to really sit with their music. I haven't sat with it. You to know, be honest. I haven't sat with enough of their music, but like the few things that I've seen and heard, I've been super impressed with. They're so cute on uh, Grownish. Yes, I was I, just know, about I love to say. That show. I love yeah. it. It's I love really it better good. than Blackish. It's a lot edgier than I thought it was. That's gonna be. exactly what I, I was thought it was going to be. A little it. more like it's a little safer, Up but they the be going vein, in. They go there. Drugs. I was like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's like, talk about it the in real a real college. way. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, also to be heard on a Wrinkle in Time soundtrack, Flower of the Universe. The Which Sade I need song. to retract because last week I called it Flower of the something else. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I did not say universe. Well, it is Flower of the I think I called it Flower of Paradise or something. Okay. So I well, take that, it back. That, in all fairness, that sounds like it could be a Sade song. It does, but it's not and the it name. it could be a part of the movie too. Flower <laughs> of Paradise. There were flowers and they did look like they was in paradise. Or a Travis Scott album. His albums sound like Sade songs. No, not for nothing. Travis Scott, Birds not for and nothing. the Trap Sing, Brian McKnight sound like that could be a Sade song. I was almost with you. Almost. <laughs> so yes, the Ringo and Tom soundtrack definitely had the bops. I don't know what it was about soundtracks really like having the cool music mm. because I did not get to actually say what my favorite tracks were off of the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, I did say one of the songs. I said oops, but it was ops. The damn song is ops. They say ops <laughs> in the song. And I was like, it, it was oops. I did, <laughs> did it again. again. It was the Vince Staples song. It's called Ops. Oh, Vince um, is funny. <laughs> he is funny. Did you see his GoFundMe? I did. Did you see it, Dustin? Uh, 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 he want to retire early. <laughs> he, he made a GoFundMe for $2 million. $2 million. <laughs> he was like, if y'all want me to stop making music, you got to pay for my lifestyle. <laughs> this is how it's got to happen. <laughs> what he told he's people. so he's so cali i love how he talks and he's a great, i gotta pay for my lifestyle and he's a great rapper 
I love him. When you're talented, when you got that like flow, that spit, that game, and something to say, like I can't deny that. So Vince Staples is definitely one. dope as hell. And um, funny as hell on Twitter too. Also on the Black Panther soundtrack is the Georgia Smith track "I Am." And is I, it good? I love it. Uh-huh. I, it was actually out of all of the cool, super dope, poppy club, awesome music on there. I was really stuck on this um, like slow, uh, sensual track. I mean, it's I'm gonna just play a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> just so you can hear the vibe. Oh, I'm sold already. Oh, yeah. I'm trying if it feels right. She on her candy. <sighs> oh, that wasn't, that was the beat. I'm asking you a question, <laughs> man. I That's thought my you first time. Are you asking listen. me a real question? That's my listen lately. <laughs> you, I got said a question. She, you said she and her candy. Well, it sounded like she was like, no, no, no. See, see. Like. No, that was that was not her singing yet. That was just the vibe of the song. When she starts singing, it, you will know. So, so go it's back like and, the sample. Yes. So yes. someone was actually on their candy. It just wasn't Georgia. The sample was distorted, so they oh, could damn. not. They didn't have to be on their candy for it to sound oh. like that. Well, Please was... keep going. Yeah. Outside of those, <laughs> those two things that I made sure I wanted to double back on, I also wanted to talk about Aaron Ray, who friend actually yes. brought up to me in the past. He just dropped his project. It's called Platinum Fire. It's good. I haven't heard it yet. There are some really dope tracks on that I, that I like. Overall, it's kind of standard, but that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I need to give it a couple more listens because I've been listening to the Tory Lanez project which has been dope to me, but a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of basic, which I can hear. <laughs> but I don't think it's basic in like a, a, I need to discredit or not listen to this again kind of way. Like, I think there are more reasons for me to continue to listen to the album. So I'm going to do so. This is a very today. ambitious title. Platinum Fire you is... the album, Platinum Fire. And it's actually the last... That's how you do that's it. What Call I mean. it in. Hey. The Call title track in. is actually the last um, track on the album too. But there's features from YG, Drum, Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign? Uh, new Ty Dolla Sign? <laughs> yeah, a couple other people. Oh, and Sir Duh. Um, yeah. The Sir track is really, really good. I know you're going to ask, but... Coming from parents like Jay-Z and Beyonce, how could his music oh, not be... stop not... it. <laughs> I mean, it's a given. Not you know Sir I mean? on the Black Panther soundtrack. Justin. Uh, <laughs> for the last person that I want to talk about for <laughs> this... Uh, segment. My last listen lately goes to TXS. It's like Texas without the vowels. Okay. I'm assuming because the project is called Everything Is Bigger. And she bad. Wait a minute, and I've she seen bad. her before. And she, and she bad. I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, I can picture her face. The project. There's 11 songs, and I can't stop listening. Like I've been listening like to and fro, and I've been like, damn, this. There's some really cool songs going on out here. Um, Rico Love, I'm not sure if he did the whole thing, but I'm sure he did the majority of production on here. So, um, just to tell you some of the names of the titles of tracks on here, there's tracks called Flexin' and Catching Feelings, Don't Tempt Me, uh, Do Good, songs like that, that type of feel. Dope. So, yeah, go check out TXS. A couple people were tweeting me like, oh, make sure you shout out TXS. And I was already listening. So, thank y'all for being up to par with the listens lately. And that is it for that particular segment of the show. Yay. And we can move right on along to the TV land. Just got my papers, honey. (laughs) I'm really home. Or we can stay in the So what's going on, sugar? How is your life, baby? Ah, ah. 
It's so good to be back. And you're still fine. That's the day we met. He's just going to add that in there. You got to make it your You got to make it your own. Woo! Gotta put your spin on it. Chico, the bars were. Are you? I'm ready for a reunion. Nah, you hear me? A reunion, a reunion. toy. He needs to get back together. <laughs> oh, oh no! no. Get, I mean, I, I mean, meant. you know, I mean, get you know, oh. get back on the scene musically, y'all. Y'all know. That. Oh no! Well. Yeah. So <laughs> he took himself so out. Speaking of reunion. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Clean that up. There we go. Because we are fans. Let's be like, clear. Like, I am ready for a tour. We so, we, so, we the biggest, we so much Chico DeBarge fans. We make a breeze. <laughs> oh my okay. God. We fans for real. Anyway. Is okay. that why it's so cold in here? In the D. <laughs> this week's sponsor, Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. All of it. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And... It's delivered right to your door in a small. How they do that? How they get the mattress in that box? How they get the How they get the mattress in that box like that? How they do that? How they get the mattress <laughs> in that box like that? How they do it? How they get the mattress in that box like that? It's compact, <laughs> sized box with free shipping and oh returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping anyway, so you should be comfortable. I use a Casper mattress myself. Same. I sleep so good every night. I love it. It's like Christmas time all year long yes. because every, every night, night really? I feel like I'm is in the middle of a Christmas carol because I'm literally sleeping in heavenly peace. I was laying on <laughs> okay. my mattress earlier today, and I thought to myself, damn, I really do prefer my bed over anybody else's Was it a bed? silent <laughs> night or a holy night? It was silent <laughs> Holy! I was gonna say, you better get you a mattress that can do both. It was both. amazing. That's all. I, and many thanks to Casper because our little birdie told me that they was actually sending us the pillow and the sheets. Yeah. So I cannot wait to I'm get. I'm still that. waiting on those. I I'm cannot wait. That. We love you, Casper. We can't wait we to receive you, those Casper. because love the Casper you. mattress that I'm laying on every night, baby. Me and these cheeks and legs get up every morning and. <laughs> pure ready form so shout out to casper mattress you can get fifty dollars towards your select mattress by visiting casper.com forward slash friend zone and using code friend zone at checkout that's c-a-s-p-e-r dot com slash friend zone offer code friend zone for fifty dollars off your mattress purchase terms and conditions apply okay so TV land. <laughs> Y'all already knew it was coming. Let's go ahead and get They've it. They've been waiting. I saw all the tweets like, oh, I can't wait. So, reunion you know, it's Married to Madison's reunion, reunion, part one. Um, <laughs> As always, with reunions, you know, it's time for people like 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 the Honorable Tiffany New York Pollard, Pollard said, people are being real, folks are being real, and they're calling people out on their shit. Remember when she told Flavor Flav that's what was going on in the mm-hmm. house? That's what was going on in the Married to Madison reunion. Now, let me just say this. Toya Bush Harris, 
there's a lot of things about Toya that I appreciate. Toya seems like a person who would be really fun to like hang out with, have like a jovial good time, a good person to laugh with. Mm-hmm. When things are going good, Toya is somebody to hang around. But there's an emotional boundary that you can't cross with Toya. There's a, a closeness with her as a friend that you just can't have because she's so unpredictable when it comes to her loyalty and her ability to be trustworthy. Which show is this? Married to Medicine. Mm-hmm. I say that because Toya sat on that reunion couch, okay? And she referenced things, which I guess this is what everybody does, but the way that you do it can have so much more of a reflection in a good way on who you are. Toya took moments from the season that were very lighthearted, very not intended to be hurtful, and she spun them into that. Um, not only that, she didn't mind throwing Quad all the way underneath the bus. I mean, next to the back tire. Oh, okay, God. she threw Quad all the way underneath the bus. Um, when they ask questions about Quad's marriage, which everybody that watches the show knows is completely in disarray right now. Um, and Quad has been overly emotional about it and gotten on all our nerves. I love Quad, so I can say that. I'm tired of seeing her cry, say she wants to be appreciated, and he don't take none of the trash out of the house. I know there's more to it than that, you know? And I know that Quad now has that talk show, and so there's only so far she can go. That's why she wasn't really cussing them bitches out on the reunion like she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like her countenance, you know, conveyed. Yeah. Because every time that they would do something heinous, and like when Toya was throwing Quad under the bus, um, Quad, you could see it in her face. She would just stare at Toya and nod, and then say things like, well... I just want the viewers and the rest of the ladies on the couch to understand that my decision was motivated by this and, you know, X, Y, Z. And I really hope you understand that. Those are the sorts of responses, the measured responses that Kwai was giving out at the reunion. Right. The only time she really did kind of, you know, go back, go, you know, go down under was when Heavenly, my girl Heavenly, who came through with the come through and cussed Mariah out like she deserved. Heavenly started asking, and in the middle of her tirade to Mariah, Heavenly starts asking the other girls on the couch. She tells Mariah, everybody here knows you a liar. Everybody here knows you a liar. Contessa, ain't Mariah a liar? Of course, Contessa, who is in her first season and really doesn't know how to really establish herself and throw her weight around, she kind of just responds when it's time to respond or if she feels like she's in a you know a, a tense conversation and she gets loud or she does whatever she feels like the intention is supposed to be as opposed to authentically being herself in the situation you can read it but anyway when uh heavenly asked contessa if mariah was a liar had contessa you know closed her mouth and shook her head back and forth and said she didn't have anything to do with that when she has witnessed mariah lie incessantly Heavenly then turns to good old Quad. You know, Quad Webb Lunsford, baby. You can you can depend on Quad for one of those 100 emojis. And so Heavenly looks at Quad. Quad, is Mariah a liar? Quad goes, yes, yeah, she's lies. She's a, she lies. Yes, she lies. Andy Cohen busted out laughing. That shit was funny. He was out. He was and down. And then it was on. Quad and Heavenly, they went. They got Mariah. Mariah is a person who... Okay, you know it's real. (laughs) Mariah is delusional. And instead of me really cussing her ass out like I would like to, I'm concerned. Mariah brought a huge poster of herself and put it on the door to her dressing room. 
on the outside door for the people who walk past to see it literally covered. It was a big picture of her, only her face that covered the entire space of a door. What? In a room. Mm-hmm. Right. She put that on her dressing exactly. room door. What? What are you doing? She had the <laughs> cheapest step and repeat. It looked like the step and repeat was on bounty paper towel. Okay. She had the cheapest step and repeat I've ever seen in my life. It looked like they put the words on the inside of a gum wrapper and hung it up behind her. So she had that set up, flowers. Um, this this is what I mean about Mariah, right? So she posts an Instagram picture that says, oh, all of the things to make my dressing room absolutely me. Thank you for my team getting it together with fresh flowers. Yes, honey, it loose, you know, loose, make some sort of comment about being rich. Fresh flowers, candles, step repeat. I looked at the picture. You know it was a Glade um, Cashmere Woods. That's the brown one, right? <laughs> That's the little brown candle by Glade. It's called Cashmere Woods. Four ninety nine, four four seventy nine. <laughs> you might be able to catch it on sale that week. Four twenty nine. You know, usually at your local okay. Target, Walmart might even be a three ninety seven. You know, they like oh, to yeah, roll the prices seven. back mm-hmm. to ninety seven. Yes. that's the kind of candle she had that she's touting <laughs> and lauding as you know uh, a luxury luxurious appointment in her dressing room. She's delusional. She literally sat on stage and. Should they go backstage? Let's take it backstage. You go backstage and call everybody on the cast stupid. Say Heavenly's only been a fan of the show from the first season. You say that everybody resents you and they're all upset with you because you have supporters and people that love you. No one likes Mariah. I literally don't know anybody. And everybody's different. For me, I always have an unpopular, well, I usually have an unpopular opinion. till I share it and people see it makes sense. Then it becomes popular. But what I'm saying is nobody that I know is a fan of Mariah Huck. I'm not. No one. We watch her on the show because she's there. When she's not there, we enjoy the show more. They didn't even put her back in the intro. Mm-mm. And I, I mean, I wouldn't want to introduce my show with her ass either. So then, right, she does all these things she then goes out into the hallway and sees that Heavenly has taken a Sharpie and drawn horns and a mustache. <laughs> that show was funny as hell. Like a New York City ad in the train. <laughs> that's what yep, she that's did. exactly what it looked like. Mariah then <laughs> says that, well, she has what she later identifies as a, a Kim K moment. See, on Facebook after the reunion, she went live oh, and her mother and her sister cussed oh, everybody out. Literally, like, vulgar, like, called them all kinds of horrible names. And basically confirmed everything that they alleged that Mariah, her mother, and her sister do. Well, during that tirade, she said that she had to have a Kim K moment at the reunion. And, yes, she let her tears out because she was so hurt that Heavenly would do that. And she didn't know she needed to protect her furs and diamonds and have security. And she didn't walk back out on stage because she was so angry and hurt that Heavenly had defaced her property. Those are the types of antics that Mariah does. So, needless to say... To watch an hour, so about 48 minutes of her getting cussed out, I was all the way present and excited to watch. Can't wait for part two. Can't wait for the third part. I'm looking forward to the rest. Um, Simone (laughs) announced her divorce. So seeing her and Cecil interact and with each other on the stage will be interesting to watch. Yes. Um, And yeah, so Married to Medicine was good. Real Housewives of Atlanta was really good this week, too. There was really no drama. It was just funny as hell from beginning to end. All sorts of jokes. 
they were they went and tried this really aged um, ham in Barcelona. It was like four years old, mm-hmm. and Nini was acting very sheepish and apprehensive about you know tasting it. She was didn't want to do it. She was so nervous. One of I'll give nervous. you one example of the jokes. Right, she didn't want to eat the aged ham. She said she used her meat being placed on her plate again. You know, new money. She don't know. <laughs> so Justin. they cut immediately to Sheree's confessional, and Sheree says. Nene, girl, don't act like you ain't never had no old meat in your mouth. Oh hey, God. Greg. That's the kind of shit they were saying. On and It was just nothing but nonstop jokes. <laughs> Candy had me rolling. Yes. It was great. So for once, it was good. Marlo was funny. They were talking about, they were talking about Sheree sending, um, you know, Sheree go with a, a guy in jail. And literally has conversations with him. So, okay, I'm trying not to be long-winded, Just but there's details. I still ain't home. Still ain't home. Sheree is on the phone with her prison bay. Okay? Edgy. Trashing the hotel that they used to stay in, right? That they that they stayed in before they moved, you know, um, accommodation. I was scared she was going to say it's like it looked like jail. Well, she's like, bashing the hotel with him in jail. And he's saying, "Well, they should have had you in at least a five stop." And I'm as right. he's as he's getting ready to trash where she was staying oh, and say she deserves no, to be in a five star hotel, no. and he's in jail. We get reminded. See God, I'm telling you, E bow to the bow. God gonna say. I'm not God. God going to say, oh, my God. Not God. The operator. The operator on the phone will say, this call is from a federal. In a federal, federal prison. As he's saying, they should have you in a five-stop. It cut but off. This call from a federal yeah. prison. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Everything Mona I added love. that. Ma- Mona. <laughs> Andy. Oh, oops. Wrong. <laughs> He ain't, and Andy ain't had We're that. talking about somebody going with a, a nigga in jail. It was an honest mistake, friend. Don't even worry about it. Because that's some on the sky young shit. Uh, and Sheree should be ashamed of herself for doing this on TV at this place. Because Not because there's something wrong with dating somebody in jail. Because there's really not. Everybody deserves love or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You right. have the right for the choice. But because of the comments that Sheree has previously made, because of the general air of acting as if other people are less worthy of certain things than her. She's openly said that she was better than certain things and people openly cringed at hugging certain people, called people's houses, all kinds of things, all that shit. Mm -hmm. So for her to be dating a nigga in jail, the iron in the knee. Yeah. She might as well go on love after lockup. I mean, technically she kind of was on. Oh my God. I watched that. that. Ain't it good? Are we going? Is that? Are you doing? Because of Jade. And you know why? Because of Crystal. Yo, Jade had me crying. I can't believe. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? The Mormon lady. Andrea, the one, the one, the one with her her kids that got more sense than her. Talk about this show. We can. her it's kids. only the black people that we need to talk about because the fact that she was driving them the all the like, way. I just don't really know him, so I don't know why she. <laughs> you put your kids in this car to go meet this man? And got the little girl calling him daddy and stuff. Right. Daddy, daddy, And then daddy. did you see how she told him that, that they were moving to California when they were on the beach? Mm-hmm. When they went to visit, she's like, we're moving to California for two years. That's it. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, them little kids going to run away because they smart. They looking at you like I am I'm like, not. what is she doing? She was she, and then and then the wedding. 
the wedding. The <laughs> friends. That friend of hers. That friend. The one that only right. wanted, she was, She just wanted I've a black friend. wanted a black friend. Yes. <laughs> and she was like, what's he going to get you? A ring, a, a ring from the vending machine? And bust out laughing. <laughs> or when mm-hmm. she was, was trying like, to figure so out which black dude he was at the wedding. <laughs> And they did the close-ups of all the black dudes. I was, I was like, stop like, look, it. I was Enough. like, look at production, knowing. What Enough. about that car wash scene? <laughs> Why did he take off his shirt? The car wash is like two minutes. Like, what are y'all doing? He's like, well, you go get it from her. <laughs> Whatever. Remember the <laughs> stop like, it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The Book of Mormon had a cellophane wrapper on it that day. Okay. I'm just scared because I <laughs> told him I could do some sexual things, but... I'm not yeah. going to sacrifice my faith. I'm not going to jeopardize that. Girl. And then she closed the door when he got out. <laughs> Real quick. Girl. And let him. Well, they had a very good time at the car wash. At the car wash. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> they literally was getting it on. And seeing her in that. that was She was in the heat of passion. Do you hear me? And I have Jade screenshots. Jade was calling the guy. Um, not screenshots. I do it in my phone. I show them to you. <laughs> Jade was calling the other dude. The, 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 he was, the white one that she was like, he's black. Oh, yeah. um No, Gary. Gar- what's his name? Oh, yeah. The one that's like Roller. Name. I thought what's that was Roller. <laughs> oh, Roller from Claude. Because <laughs> they was in Florida, she too. Said, she was I was like, like, look at Roller getting out of jail and getting Jade him this like, that is a black up. man. She said he when he is. drove off the car lot, he was like, thank you, baby. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let that. me tell you something. You put him and Rachel Dozal on Black oh, Jeopardy. Oh, my God. He, I'm, I'm placing my bets on That's him. That's a brawl for it all right there. <laughs> that that nigga from the old boy from Love and uh, Love After Lockup versus Rachel Dozal. <laughs> Give me one. I mean, I don't understand. Show. You said you weren't going to leave me alone and we were going to spend the first night together and we oh, didn't. Oh, she is that girl. Said, Joanna, is that her name? Yes, Joanna. And he was out with his friend. She's like, I just didn't think I would be spending the night alone. She wanted, she had. Well, she was stressful. Deli- did you see how she did him about the wedding at the beach? Yeah, when she started crying. She, Please she, don't make all me she do cared this. about was, she kept saying, like, I just thought I was going to have a moment where I wore this dress and did these things and. She had picked dresses for an engagement. She just wanted the moment. Yeah. And she felt like she, like he was indebted to her because she spent that time in a relationship with him while he was in jail. And it wasn't fair the way she did. But that. honestly, that was the part about the show as a whole that blew my mind. Yes. These guys, regardless of what people think of them, right. they just got out. Like, I'm talking about just walking out into the car and the women are already asking about tuxedos. And rings and jobs. I'm like, can he get a meal? Can he shower? Can he find <laughs> like, out what gonna... a selfie is? <laughs> can... Right? He got to get readjusted. You know? Like... Can he situate himself? He ain't never seen a cell phone. The other dude didn't know how to turn on the TV. Like, right? are you stressing him about a wedding? Never seen the ceiling in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> like, the emotional intelligence that was lacking on the show was killing me. Like, the woman who they were engaged after knowing each other for 30 days. Yes. Uh, and and you can see. Came out, his he didn't whole want demeanor, he, <laughs> he was, was just not like, about it. Yo, his monotone voice was killing me. He, he was, was like, I just don't want to talk about it. Left this. one jail, <laughs> went to the next. What about the other lady that's cat? Well, she really wasn't catfishing, but she took them pictures that really didn't look how she looked. Oh, the older lady. <laughs> She's only 46. I have video. I have that video on my phone too because I couldn't believe it. So I had to record it so I could make sure it was real. <laughs> she said, I, I'm, I I'll be 46. Man. I'll be 46 years old. That's awful. And she literally looked wooden. That's awful. That means we're like almost the same age. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got melanin. Oh yeah, I got melanin. 
Out on parole. <laughs> I, I used a picture. Of, huh, I used a picture, a screenshot of Andrea and um, what was his name? Chris or whatever. Something, whatever. Andrea's yeah. uh, the Mormon lady. <laughs> that's Little Women in Atlanta. Was his name? I don't watch Little no, Women in Atlanta. That's a couple on Little no, Women in Atlanta. Andrea and Chris. Yeah. I don't was know. Was it Lamar? I Lamar. Lamar. Andrea and Lamar. Right. I used a screenshot of them uh, making out. In the dry, in the car wash, oh, when I tweeted that the Atlanta show sold out because I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Atlanta show sold out, and then you see her like, <laughs> damn it, Dustin! It got a really good response too on Twitter. <laughs> I was excited. My word. So that's it for TV, Ooh, I guess, this week. I'm glad I got to join. I am too. Love yes. after lockup will pull it out of you. I'm telling you, all walks of life. Everybody enjoys love out of love after lock. That was, it was quite great. a series. Is it new? Yes, that was season one. So season two Ooh, is, is green. Shout out already. to Jade, and I guess shout out to Crystal too because she put Jade on. <laughs> Crystal put me on. When I tell you, she forced me to watch it. It was so. But funny. It wasn't hard to force me after the first like 45, 30 minutes. I was like, okay, all right. Oh, Once I saw the black people, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna watch the black people. And then I watched everybody's little stories coming together, and I was like, y'all are all fucked up. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe she was forcing that relationship on her kids like that. Right. I was just like, and she damn. Knew and there's that compliance thing. Yep. Because she knew it. She kept saying, and I stopped while I was driving thinking, are you crazy? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> One part she was like, I am a horrible mother. And I <laughs> right. fell out. I was cracking up. I'll give she you $20 if you come questions. in here. Yeah. <laughs> What? Her daughter looked at her like, you stupid. She did. That daughter wasn't having it. Not at all. I said, She's going to run away. But then I in the end, like she, she ended up being, like, nice to she the old boy. Yeah, but weddings make you emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're just, like, so everything's beautiful and you're emotional and happy. It was happy. good to see her you're mama right. happy. You know, and her mom looks so beautiful. And now her mama's going to cry when she leaves. Soon as she tell her to do her homework or do them <laughs> damn dishes, it's going to be a whole nother you're world. You're not my dad. That's right. That's you're right. my daddy. <laughs> Go back. They're going to be like, Damn. <laughs> Yeah, my daddy. I, I wish you go head. back. <laughs> Asante, <laughs> what you got for us this week? Asking for a friend. As per usual, the friends on their loudspeakers network dot com. Here we go. The subject is when a family feuds. When a family feuds, oh nobody's boy. happy. Hey, friends. My husband and I have a best friend that we're concerned about. We've all been friends since middle school, and we're all turning 25 this year. We've always had a great relationship with one another and have always been able to check each other out, check on each other, check each other if we're getting off our paths or need an emotional check. Got it. Our friend... Excuse me. You use a very odd font. It's fucking me up a little bit. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Let me see. Our friend has had... Oh, yeah, it looked like wing dings. Remember <laughs> wing dings fight? Our friend has had a draining, manipulative 21 year old girlfriend. Captions on Instagram. <laughs> Have you seen them? Our friend has had a draining, manipulative 21 year old girlfriend for a horribly long two years. <laughs> they have yelling fights every other day, huge physical fights every other week. She's fought his baby mother twice in front of his son. I wow. like her. <laughs> She's a tough cookie. <laughs> she, she's, 
my kind of girl. <laughs> Speed up. kicks. Shut up. Thrills and spills. Let's go. <laughs> She's pushed him to the point where he's body slammed her on the ground and he got the police calling him by the neighbors. See. Wow. She's one of those kind of she's one of those kind of women that provoke you, like Kenya on Housewives was. He can say he wants wings, but she doesn't. But when she doesn't, then it's a fight instead of a simple resolution. She does pop ups if he says we're at the gym or eating, or eating. We can count on seeing her car come by. <laughs> she also has her iPad connected to his Apple Sorry, ID. Sorry, the visual just took me down. I, me too, Man, because I can see a. It's probably like a Ford Explorer or something too. Be- Pulling up with tent. <laughs> Go ahead. She also has her iPad connected to his Apple ID, so yeah. she sees his every message that comes through, so she doesn't have to check his phone. Wow. Crazy. I know, right? He's always been the type of guy that wants female company and affection, and this time I think he's went overboard with her. I've never been the type to judge by age, but I know her age has a huge factor in this. <laughs> One of your first episodes, Asante. One of your first episodes, Asante said there's some people that can't get out of a relationship, and he's one of those people. They live together for a while, and that's one big thing he feels bad for when he gets to the point of we're over, that she has nowhere to go, and she'll beg and plead her case so that he'll take care of her. She'll beg and plead her case so that she'll take care of her, that she'll be better. She doesn't make enough money to live on her own, and I told him, oh, well, that's what it is when you're single, because he's going to continue to pay bills with or without her. She confides in me about their relationship, and she's unhappy also, but will continue to post lovely, lovey-dovey shit on social media and him as well. Oh, my God. I want him to understand that relationships aren't supposed to be like this. I don't know if it's the pressure of our generation to be in a relationship healthy or not. What would you guys do? Do y'all want to start? Can I start? You can start. This is none of your business. You don't have to do anything to tell your friend to get out of this relationship. They're going to get out when they're ready. I know you want to be helpful. and But all that stuff that you said, that's too much. Like, that's all too much. I don't even know. <laughs> too much. I feel like Loretta Devine, like, you done walked off with all your friend's stuff. Like, you're carrying it, and you don't have to. And they shouldn't have to. And I know that that's hard for you to see. Because I'm one of those people. If you're going through something, I want to know what it is. And sometimes I'm sitting there like, damn, and I'm trying to think of resolutions and all that shit. And I'm losing sleep sometimes. And, but nobody's literally asking you to do that. Right. Because if they say. wanted you to be that friend to keep them accountable, they would be like, you know, let me know. Like, what's up? Like, do you think I should be doing this? And I doubt that they're doing that. I probably can count that you are probably telling them to do shit all the time and they aren't doing it. And you're probably sitting there judging them. Don't judge them. It's their life and it's their business. And if you don't want to hear about it no more, don't hear about it no more. But there's nothing that you can tell them to get out of this situation. Sorry, that's just how I feel, and I had to say that because I was going to forget. Straight up, Justin. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you walk around body slamming motherfuckers, like you, I mean, you really want to get involved and search yourself <laughs> so you can hit the floor next? Like, what are you talking about? I don't think so. And number two, at, while I completely understand your position of your friend, this being, like you said, one of your best friends since childhood. So I totally get why you're invested, but you have to realize at the end of the at the end of the day, they're getting in that bed every night, right? Not you, and they're gonna continue to get in that bed every night, and not you. That's why they picked each other and not you back in the day, cause see, all y'all was best friends. So it could have went one way I mean, or the other. Wow. You know what I'm saying there might be a little bit of that. Just saying. So you know, but it has nothing to do with you. I know you want better and different yes. for your friend. But ultimately, it's just none of your business. Yes. So you need to just distance yourself from it as far as you can and pray that it works out. Pray, pray, you know, catch them whispering. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I mean, <laughs> there's not much I can add. I agree. <laughs> How you gonna leave that segue for me? <laughs> <laughs> Taste that dishonesty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> They'll break up when they're tired enough. Yeah. That's the reality that's of it. That's it. That's truly and how it works. That's the only way it works. If they haven't broken up yet, is that there's still more for them to learn. And they don't want to hear what you have to say, Hell to no. be honest. Oh, they'll listen, but they won't they're, take they're their life. Yeah, right. so just let it go until you're asked. And tell your husband my business, too. All y'all. Because you know, because if your husband, <laughs> let me for real. I get that it's annoying. You got to be around people getting body slammed. Like, what? Right. Like, like that's Remove yourself because I'm not going to be around that. And that's why I'm scared I of. I'll be honest and tell them, listen, all this shit y'all do leave is exhausting. me out of it. You know who said that? Heavenly on the reunion on Sunday when they were getting on her for her jokes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I'm just going to quit. I, I thought I was bringing something light. All this heavy shit y'all got going that's on. That's what she said. She was, that's literally what she said. <laughs> I'm trying to just lighten the mood. <laughs> and she meant that. But for real, I'm scared. I'm just telling you also to take your husband out of it too because I don't want you to be like, well, you're you one of his boys. Maybe you can talk some sense into him no. and give him that mission. Because then no. if you, he accepts that mission and he ends up having to keep secrets with the other friend about some shit. Or you could get hurt. Well, Any of that. You're going to be like, help. I'm That's thinking about the movie Compliance. <laughs> she brought her damn fiance into the situation and look what happened there. Oh, my God. So I'm like, you need Please to leave. Y'all watch <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Leave you, tell your husband to stay his ass out of it, too. And yes. I'm sure it's your ass that might push him into it. So don't do that. T- don't, don't give do him that. the push. Like Cash, I'll be saying, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Wish you told Don't do that. that. And that's it for this week's asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Now let's jump into this week's black business. Black business baby. So I wanted to shout out another black cook, a chef. Yes. yes. Her name is Kiva Miller. Ooh. And she, she has cooking, cook right? She she's from Atlanta. Hey! If you come into the show, you better bring some hors d'oeuvres or something. <laughs> no, you okay. Didn't. She has a book called Trill Prep. Hey. Right? Hey, I like that. This sounds so cute, friend. Yes. Look how cute she is, though. Oh my God! Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Right? Oh wait, yes. Ah, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, and it says one hundred recipes, short stories, and 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 what am I reading? And affirmations to turn your life on. So it's a cookbook and a self-help book, which I think is pretty cool. It's a meal prep handbook, though, which I really like. So it can help you teach you oh, how to yeah. prep your meals for the whole week. And it's designed to help you turn your life on. There's, She says there is chicken and seafood in the book, but it's also vegetarian and vegan friendly. So it's something Ooh. for everybody. Okay. She says healthy eating doesn't have to bore you to tears. There's a total of 100 plant-based recipes, short stories, affirmations to inspire you to eat healthier with flavor flavor and teach you simple ways to create the life you want every recipe is gluten-free dairy-free beef-free and pork-free and she wrote bon d'abatit which is so cute so definitely check her out that's kiva k-e-v-a miller the book is called trill prep and you can find it on feedshine.com that's f-e-e-d-s-h-i-n-e.com and show her some love. Yes. She's a, a really young, dope woman doing some dope things. So 
Maybe we can get a chef in the house this weekend. Right? Well, all the black millers I know can cook. <laughs> I ain't never met a black person last name Miller with the surname Miller <laughs> that couldn't cook. You know, the Millers with some cooking asses in any city you go to. So Yeah, she's she ill. Miller so definitely, the and the fact cooking. that she has something for everybody. So mm-hmm. I like that. So definitely check her out. And that's Shout out this to her for that cool ass branding and those cool you know? ideas. Like, yes. Look at her. Yes. She's popping. Definitely dope. So check her out. And that's it for this week's Black Business. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? No. <laughs> smirky smirk you can catch smirk, um, smirk, yes, you can catch me catch grown man shit Wednesdays on cashislife.com um and yeah that's it for now see you guys in Atlanta yay yeah yes. it's gonna be good such a cute weekend Asante you've got plenty if I were a rapper.com uh, the second show I'm going to be drunk and high for <laughs> so y'all should definitely come out I'm going to be dancing and I'm going to be hosting and playing games and you're going to be playing games with me and you're going to be dancing it's going to be like a whole night of like live charades and music and all sorts of bullshit so be prepared to come out and play some fucking games. Because I just really want people to know that it's going to be interactive. I'm not going to be able to get to play with everybody. But I do want everybody's participation. It's going to be needed. Cute. And I want you to be inebriated while you participate. No. So this is one of those shows you can be a part of. You know, a lot of shows you go to, you know, you're just supposed to go and enjoy. And which sit and watch. Which yeah. I want. But I feel like I, you can enjoy this show and be part of it too. Within reason. Because right. it is still me. So I will still curse you out. Right. Um, but yeah, if I were rapper.com, go get tickets. It's been moving. So if it sells out, I'm not going to add a third show or anything. So once it's gone, it's gone until I decide to do it again. So let's see what until it's going to fucking be like. <laughs> Look, until I decide to do it again in a different city. Because <laughs> if New York don't want to show me love, which they have already shown me a lot of fucking love, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that shit to Atlanta, LA, and whoever else wants to have me and wherever else I can smoke weed. Hey. <laughs> which is anywhere and everywhere. So that's it for me. What about you, friend? Um, that's nothing really. The Aracacia, actually. Uh, wow, I just totally blanked. My brain was like, go home. Yep. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I right? got the one. My that's all like, I needed. Like, he's um, like, Aracacia. He's like, I got the one. <laughs> no, make sure that you guys sign up. Noteworthy.aracacia.com slash welcome so that you guys can get information on how to get that ticket for my tour, whichever city is closest to you. You can get information on my blog post, my video. And then tomorrow, or rather, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be today, you can go on my Instagram, which is HeyFriendHey, and you can make yourself eligible for the FaceTime and free essential oil kit from R.I.K.S.H.A. that I will be sending to you. And obviously, all the instructions will be on the post when I post it. So look out for that, and that's it for me. What if I just FaceTime you? Do I just get some oils for doing that? I'll just give you oils because I love you. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, what form of compliance was that? I wasn't doing it on purpose. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Like, I was just I mean, asking. That was I the didn't... foot in the door. <laughs> that was definitely the foot what in the door. That's what I'm saying. See, I don't even mean. No. Maybe a little bit of ingratiation. You know, I see things now. This is in my awareness. Well, look, well, look while we at it, my birthday is on Thursday. So if you're listening on Thursday, go to paypal.me slash Asante and donate some money, okay? That's it for this week's show. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love you and see you next time. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.